It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. And over our entire lives, all of us, in Sunday school, everywhere, we heard that Satan deceived a third of the angels, and and they fell out of heaven. And I'm looking for the scripture, and this is the only one that I can find. So all of a sudden, I'm thinking, something's missing. Something's wrong. I'm, I'm reading this scripture over again. There's several things I can interpret for. Uh, from being, uh, to mean because of all of the interpretation from verse 1 through 4. And I'm like, that is not good Bible interpretation to use one scripture to create this doctrine. I used to think that Satan ruled over a period called the pre-Adamite civilization and that once he was thrown down from heaven to earth and then that God brought a, a, a cataclysmic judgment upon the devil and upon his kingdom, and that the earth was completely destroyed between Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2. That's something I used to teach called the pre-Adamite period. In fact, go to Genesis chapter 1, and I'll show you this. And uh, a very popular evangelist who wrote this Bible with these notes in it uh, made it very popular in the late 1800s and early 1900s, and it's still in that Bible today. And here's what he says, this pre-Adamite period. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And so based on these teachings that this was the very beginning of creation, but then between verses 1 and 2, there was a cataclysmic judgment that fell on the earth. And then in verse 2, we pick up after that judgment, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the earth. And so some really call this the recreation uh, rather than a creation. Anybody ever heard that before? And, and so uh, it was proposed that Genesis chapter 1 and 2 is actually the recreation. So this certain commentary also said that Satan and his demons came from this pre-Adamite civilization. And that once Adam and Eve were created, God allowed Satan, with all of his evilness and all of his corruption, that he allowed Satan into the Garden of Eden so that man would have a choice between good and evil. That's what I used to think until I began to recognize the true nature of God. How many of you know that God's nature is this? God is good. Isn't that right? And God is good. How long is God is good? God's good all the time, right? So he's good today, and he was good back then, right? That's his nature. How many also know that God is a loving God? The Bible says God is love. That's his nature. Now listen to me. <laughs> For God to allow Satan to come into the garden and to tempt Adam and Eve, that is comparable 
to letting your two-year-old child go out in the backyard and play, knowing full well that a hungry lion or a bear is lurking around in the garden and could destroy them at any moment. Now, how many of you know that Child Protection Service would have a problem with you allowing your child in the backyard and you knew that there was a hungry lion or a bear that could destroy your child? For us to say that God allowed the devil with all of his evilness to be in the garden so he can go after Adam and Eve so that he could see if they were going to choose good or evil, it's just like saying, let my kid go in the backyard to see if he's going to sit there and get, get eat up or is he going to run. It doesn't go together. It doesn't work. That doesn't work for me as far as God's nature is concerned. God is not the one that's doing things to destroy you on purpose to see if you're going to choose good or evil. God is not killing your child so he can see if you're going to still serve him. God is not giving you cancer so you, he can see if you're going to still stay with him. That, God is not hurting his children. He's not beating his children up. He's not wounding and injuring his children. That goes against his nature. Are you listening to me? I don't believe that that's the way it happened at all. Now, the Bible doesn't totally explain why God did what he what he did with man, and he doesn't totally explain why what happened between man and Satan in the garden, but I believe there are some clues. And, and I read the Bible, and I understand what the Word says, and, and I think that today uh, we're going to go at these clues because we're, we're fighting a devil, I believe, who's trying to just lie to us. The, the Bible says to be careful of the wiles of the devil. That's the craftiness of the devil. That's the, that's the deception of the devil. That's just the lies of the devil. And we have been buying fables. Religion has fed the church fables. And then when, you, and when, when somebody examines it, you think, where'd that come from? That's just something I heard all my life. And then you go to the Scripture, and you can't find it nowhere in the Bible. Come on, let's get radical. Turn your neighbor and say, let's get radical. All right, now, here's what I believe happened, then I'm going to take you to Scripture and, and prove it to you. I believe that God sent Lucifer, his top angel, down to the Garden of Eden to minister to Adam and Eve. And Lucifer had not transgressed against God at this time, and Lucifer had not yet become Satan at this time, but God sent him on a mission to minister to Adam and Eve. Now, is that, is that in line with the word? Well, go to Hebrews chapter 1 and 14. Hebrews chapter 114, it's imperative that you see these scriptures this morning. Is that in line with God's word? That, is it in any way possible that God would even do that, to take an angel and send him to the Eden to minister to Adam and Eve? Well, why would he do that? Well, the Bible says of angels in Hebrews 114, he says, are they not all, referring to angels, are they not all ministering spirits? So Satan would be in the class of ministering spirits, because he was an angel, right? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? 
Adam and Eve, were they destined to be heirs of salvation? Absolutely. Were they, were, was, was Lucifer an angel? Absolutely. So I'm submitting to you that God sent Lucifer to the earth, to the Garden of Eden, to minister to Adam and Eve. And what a perfect choice. Imagine how awesome the Garden of Eden must have been, and imagine Lucifer being sent there to minister to them and also provide some afternoon music. He had him in there for somewhere. Lucifer sent, was sent to serve, not to tempt. So originally he was sent to serve, not to tempt. He was on a divine mission. However, once he was there, the transgression took place. Now, I know that most of us, somehow in our minds, we've concluded that everything oper happens as you read the Bible in chronological order. In other words, you think I'm going to read it from Genesis, and everything that happens in Genesis, then that's what happens first, and that's what happens third, and that, 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 that's what happened fourth. No, 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 no. I, I think the order is out. Of course, you can read the Bible and, and realize that this thing that you read in the, 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 the tenth book, actually happened way before this particular thing happened. So you can't just read the Bible as if the events occurred in chronological order. So he had not yet transgressed. He was sent, he was in the garden. Go to Ezekiel chapter 28. Ezekiel chapter 28. I tell you what, this is, this, that's powerful. He was in the garden. Lucifer. See, God has a purpose for everything he creates. That's a purpose for everything. And when you don't know the purpose for a thing, abuse is inevitable. So here is Lucifer in the garden. I want to start off at verse 12 because it says something about Lucifer. Verse 12 says, Son of man, take up the lamentation upon the king of Tyrus. Now, He's talking to the spirit that's behind the king of Tyrus, just like Jesus rebuked the devil that was behind Peter. And he said, say unto him, thou said, thus said the Lord of hosts, or the Lord of God, thou sealest up the psalm full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen perfect beauty before? Well, he said Lucifer was perfect in beauty. Think of that. Full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You know, I saw all these people walking around dressed up like the devil. You have no idea. If Lucifer sat right by you, you wouldn't know it. He ain't got no horns. He ain't got no tail. He don't look evil. That boy, awesome. In fact, some of you cougars would try to hit on Lucifer if he, he sat by you. You'd be winking like, Luke. Lou, don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? He don't look like none of those costumes. He don't look like none of the masks. He don't look like none of that. You wouldn't know him if he showed up. And I think that's part of the deception. You have bought a fable of what he looks like. You bought a Hollywood image of what he looks like. You have no idea. Perfect beauty is what God created it. Now look at verse 13. Thou has been in Eden, the garden of God. Check that out. So he was in Eden. He was in the garden of God. He was in, and this is, this is him in Eden before he transgressed. 
him in Eden, it's not the evil came and then God created Adam and Eve. No, no, no. There was no evil in the garden. What does it look like? God creating a garden and it's evil already. There was no evil in the garden. He had sent Lucifer to the garden to minister to those who shall be heirs of salvation. So he was in the garden. And every precious stone, look at these stones, was his covering. Check that out. Every precious stone was his covering. Imagine how this dude looked. Check out Lucifer now. Covering, his covering. Sardis, topaz, diamonds. Can you see the dude sparkling? When Lucifer walking in, he's sparkling. I started to ask my wife, wife to hold her hand up and let me show you what he looked like. Sparkling. Burl, onyx, jasper, sapphire, emerald, carbuncle, gold. The workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes, it was put on the inside of you in the day that you were created. Thou art anointed, and with all of that, now he anointed. And I have said it, so God said, I did this. Thou was upon the holy mountain of God, but then he says, he's been to the Garden of Eden. See, something wrong with our, something's wrong with our chronological order. Thou hast walked upon up and down in the mist. Thou was perfect, perfect, perfect in all of his ways. Why not send him to the Garden? until iniquity was found in thee. Now, for years, many have asked me the question, what was the iniquity that was found in Lucifer, and what did he do to get it? And we have come out with pride, and you, you see the results was pride, and we've come out with the results of it, but what did he do? I'm going to say to you right now, what he did was not done in heaven. It was done in the garden. I'm going to prove all this stuff to you. Go to Genesis chapter 3. What he did, mm, mm, mm. Let, let me say something. I, I need to give you some more information before I show you Genesis chapter 3. You know what happened in Genesis chapter 3. Go to Genesis chapter 3. Might as well. Let's go and get it in here. See, here's the thing I like about this sermon. All of the fables you heard, you can't find it in here. The stuff I'm talking about, I'm showing it to you. Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. God made it. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of the tree, eat the, every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said, You shall not surely die, lying. God, for God doth know it, that in the day you eat of thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as God, knowing good and evil. So, so notice, he's trying to get them to feel like they're missing out on something. Your eyes are not open, and you're not like you're supposed to be. He's trying to get to shame them out of something. Sounds like he's trying to get them to submit to what he's saying. Now, my, my issue is not what you've known to read in Genesis chapter 3. My issue is, why did he do it? What was his motivation behind 
entering into the body of a snake, a serpent, and what was his motivation for trying to deceive Adam and Eve? Got to know purpose. What moved him to do this? What moved this perfect being that was full of wisdom, so full of wisdom? What moved him to do this? Huh. Go to Second Peter chapter 2. Second Peter chapter 2. Check it out. Lucifer saw something. Or should I say he heard something? He saw something about Adam and Eve that he didn't have. Because Satan says, I want authority with zero restrictions. And I want authority that's unconditional. And the only way I can get it is to get who he gave it to, to submit themselves to me so that I can have use of their unlimited, unrestricted authority. We have been buying fables. Religion has fed the church fables. And then when, you, and when, when somebody examines it, you think, where'd that come from? That's just something I heard all my life. And then you go to the scripture and you can't find it nowhere in the Bible. I feel like this is the last day for the last trick that the devil ever gonna play on me. And I feel like it's the last day for the last trick that the devil is ever going to play on you. Hallelujah! Get your copy of Creflo Dollar's Radical and Empowering Combo, The Truth About Satan. You'll receive this three-message series that exposes who the devil is and how you can stand and fight. You'll also receive this powerful mini-book, Your Authority Over Satan, to help you walk in victory each and every day. The Truth About Satan Combo is available for your love gift of $35 or more and will help you defeat evil each and every day. Or for a gift of any amount, we'll send you the mini-book, Your Authority Over Satan, one of the most important offers this year from Creflo Dollar. Order yours today. Not one time in the Bible did Jesus focus on lack of any kind. I'm saying this because I want to challenge you to think about your mindset. How long will you walk around defeated and depressed? How long will you be stuck in places that you hate? You know, it's time to adjust your thinking and get it in line with God's Word. I'm making today's offer free of charge to anyone who contacts us. Why? Because it will challenge you to change your thinking and live a prosperous, above-average life. It's time for a supernatural change. Folks, it's time for some show and tell in the body of Christ. Supplies are limited, so do yourself a favor and get this free offer today. Call now for your free message offer. Do what you never could do. Only available by calling. We'll get it right out to you. Birmingham, Alabama, we're headed your way for one night only, May 6th at 7 p.m. It's the first stop for the 2016 Change Experiences. The word works. The word works all the time. It works in any nation of the, on the word. It works! Join Creflo Dollar for a faith-filled night of healing as he lays hands on the sick. Stand up straight. Stand up straight. There you go. <laughs> praise the Lord. And take part in worship and communion, along with more revelation about God's grace. You have the grace of God, 
and the gift of righteousness so you can rule in life. We look forward to seeing you in Birmingham May 6th or experience Creflo Live during the 2016 Change Experiences across the USA. Purchase your tickets today at CreflodollarMinistries.org. Because of you, Creflo Dollar Ministries is providing a new understanding of grace and empowering change in the lives of millions of people every day. Thank you, partners and friends. Your love and financial support makes it possible to bring this message into billions of homes all across the globe. The Bible says in Psalms, Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. For your donation of $150, the Word Network will send you this inspiring new study tool called the Subject Bible. Not available in stores, this Bible is unique. Bound in quality two-tone leather, it's divided into three sections. The first contains the entire King James translation in large print. The second is the entire Bible arranged by subjects and organized into over 4,000 topics. The third is an alphabetical index that lets you look up any subject and go directly to the page number where it appears. Also embossed on the cover is the logo, reminding you to pray for your Word Network daily. If you'll order right away, we'll also include a power publishing CD-ROM for your computer and a documentary called Martyrs, How the Bible Got Changed to English. Call 855-730-WORD and tell the prayer partner, please rush me the Word Network subject Bible today. That's 855-730-9673. If gospel is what you want, the Word Network is what you need. We are the largest African-American religious network in the world. God bless you. I'm Bishop George Bloomer, and thank you for inviting me into your homes once again with the first word, or whatever you may be viewing today. I have a special message for you today. That's right. We're in the season of Passover to Pentecost. Passover to Pentecost, a time when angels are dispatched from glory to walk in the earth amongst humans, mankind, and to bring us into the place that God has preordained for us to be. Your bondages are about to break off of you. The shackles are about to fall off. Somewhere in the scripture it says this, that Paul and Silas was in a Roman jail. They had no one to go their bail, but they did not complain. At midnight they prayed and sang praises to God. That's what they did. They prayed and they sang praises to God. Today, we're going to be praying and singing praises to God, releasing a supernatural Passover anointing on you, your life, your family, and your businesses. They sang praises unto God, and we are about to sing praises unto God. He is going to bring breakthrough and deliverance in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need you to say this with me. 
somebody needed that word on today. You're not locked in a physical prison, but you're locked in the prisons of your mind. You're locked in the prisons of poverty, the prisons of mental and emotional breakdown. You might be locked in a clumsy prison where you keep on, uh, you're accident prone, where you keep on making the same mistakes over and over again. The God that we serve is here for breakthrough and for deliverance for you. There's a number that I want you to hold dear to yourselves as we teach you today on the first word, 855-730-WORD. This number is important because on the other end are prayer warriors and prayer counselors that are going to take your prayer request and they're going to take it before the Lord, place it on the altar, and God is going to receive your request and turn it into a praise report. Acts chapter number 2. Acts chapter number 2. It's a familiar scripture to those of you that are into Pentecost. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, the scripture says, they were all in one place with one accord. And suddenly a sound came from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where all they were sitting. And it appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of a fire, and it set upon them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Verse number five. Now there was dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men carried out of every nation under the heavens. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitudes came together, for they were confounded because they had heard every man speak in his own tongue, his own language. And they were amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, aren't all these that speak Galileans? How hear we every man in our own tongue, our own language, wherein we were born? And then it gives a list of the nations that were represented there. And in verse number 13, verse number 14, Peter standing with uh, and elevating his voice, he says, These men are not drunk as ye suppose, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, that in the latter times I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, Sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Old men are going to dream dreams, and young men are going to see visions. This is the Pentecost that we're talking about. We experienced this year Easter in the month of March, and uh, Pope Constantine had changed Passover to Easter. And so what has happened here is that we have not been experiencing real Pentecost uh, uh, we've been observing it on another day But this year we want to do something different Passover is the 23rd of April And we want to observe Passover 50 days from Passover is Pentecost The Feast of Pentecost Penta, 5 Pentecost to the 10th power 50 A season of supernatural breakthrough is going to happen now, it's extraordinary because in this particular season of Pentecost, it is coming at a time and a day when we've never experienced Pentecost, Passover, in my life, in my lifetime, in the year of Jubilee. At the time that God promises to give back to us everything that the devil 
removed from us at a time when God promised to bankrupt the enemy, at a time when victory is already won, it's already ours, it's at the spiritual post office waiting for you to go and pick up your package. And I want to walk you through the word of the Lord because this is your season for supernatural breakthrough. The scriptures teaches us this. In Exodus chapter number 20, 23, it says, And he shall send an angel, and the angel shall go before you. The job of the angel is to keep you in the way, to bring you into the land that God has preordained for you to be. He says, I want you to obey the angel's voice, which means that the angel talks. Obey his voice, which means that you can understand what the angel is saying. It was the apostle Paul that says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, So angels have a language that we can identify with and understand. And our angel wants to bring us into the place of prosperity. He wants to bring us into the place of healing. He wants to bring us into the place of breakthrough. Breakthrough. In Acts chapter number 3, listen to this carefully. The scriptures tells us that uh, Acts chapter number 3, it says that Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer. Uh huh. And uh, there was laid there a certain man who was lame from his mother's womb, and they had carried him there and placed him in front of the gate, the entrance of the temple, which was called Beautiful. And uh, uh, they set him there, and Peter and John looked upon him as he was at the temple, and he was shaking a cup, asking for alms. And the scriptures says, that Peter said unto him, fasten your eyes on me. Look on us. Look on us. The beggar is now believing that they're going to give him something. And Peter, in verse number 6, says, silver and gold have we none, but such as we have, give I unto thee. He said, I do not have money. I do not have coin or cash. I do not have dollars to give to you. But I do have something that's going to bless you. Can you imagine? Here is a lame man who is set at the temple, at the gate. He can't go into the temple because under the custom, if you were crippled or you had any blemish, you were not welcome in the temple. The very, very place for healing, he was not allowed to go into. So he sat in front of the gate, shook a can and panhandled, tried to get something. And here comes the preachers at the hour of prayer. And they look on him and they say, silver and gold won't help you. You have been receiving silver and gold. You have been receiving coin and cash, and it has not helped your situation. But such as we have, we give it unto you. And they stretched out their hands and they say, rise and be healed. I come to tell you that silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. And what I have is the ability, the power to tap into the anointing of God and to bring you supernatural breakthrough. This is your hour of supernatural breakthrough, supernatural breakthrough. And God is going to do it for you in your life. 855-730-WORD, 855-730-WORD. From Passover to Pentecost, we're going to be in 50 days of consecration, 50 days of prayer, and 50 days of supernatural intercession. That's right. I'm going to be entering the session and entering the seed and believing God for a miracle and for a breakthrough for you in your life like never before. And in order for this 
to work, in order for us to connect one with another, I want to send you two instruments that are biblical, that are points of context. They are not mystical. There's no mystery to it. They're just simple points of contact, anointed oil and a prayer cloth. The Bible teaches us that the Lord walked by and he saw the child polluted in his or her own blood. Someone had dumped you off and left you there. He said he walked by and saw you polluted in your own blood. Ezekiel chapter number 16, verses 6 through uh, verse number 9. And he said, when I saw you, it was the time of love, and I knew that you was in trouble and someone dropped you off. I went by and I picked you up. I washed you thoroughly with water. Yea, I washed your blood off of you, and I anointed you with oil. The bottle has changed a little bit from our blue oil bottle because there are different levels of the anointing. There's a priestly anointing. There's a cosmetic anointing. There's anointing for kings. I'm about to anoint you with the priestly, kingly anointing. We're going to stand in agreement and yokes are going to be broken. The scripture says that the apostles preached with such an authority and such an anointing on them to the point that while they were preaching, the sweat from their bodies went into their aprons and they took the aprons off and they gave them to individuals and great miracles were wrought. To the point that many were healed of their sicknesses and diseases. Spirits of infirmities left them and demons, the Bible says, was cast out. Demons was cast out. For God has given us the authority and the power to cast out demons. I want you to understand this, that it's very, very important for you to know. That the enemy has been fighting us on every hand. If you go with me in the scriptures, you'll know that in Second Kings chapter number 7... Verse number one, it reads like this, and Elijah, and Elijah said, hear ye the word of the Lord, thus saith the Lord, tomorrow about this time, there shall be a measure of fine flour sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley sold for a shekel in the gates of Samaria. The word of the Lord said that hard times were coming, that famine was coming, and the children of God would be in trouble. This is the story of the ten leopards, and the times were so bad that the famine was so great that mothers were killing their babies, eating and bawling and eating their flesh. Now, we haven't come to that in America, but it has been rough times. In this season of Passover, God is going to release an angel that is going to bring you into the place of abundance. In fact, I feel like prophesying to you right now. I think I will. I want you to know that tomorrow, about this time, things are going to change. In your life, tomorrow, about this time. And when I say tomorrow, spiritually, I'm speaking about how that God will take a day Stretch it out to do everything he needs to do in that day and then turn around and give you victory and breakthrough. Tomorrow, about this time, victory is coming, healing is coming, breakthrough is coming, salvation is coming, and supernatural debt cancellation is coming.
things are gonna change tomorrow. About the time, things are gonna change. Things are gonna change tomorrow. About the time, oh, things are gonna change. Yes, they will. Things are gonna change. 
there changing in your life? And victory is your portion. I want to minister for a few moments to those of you that are going through mental and emotional breakdown. I want to minister to those of you that the enemy is literally fighting. And I want to tell you a little story. I want you to hear this story. My mother had nine children by my father. My father had 15 other children by six women in the projects that we went in, that we were growing up in. There's a reason for people feeling the way that they feel and going through the things that they go through. I'll tell you a quick story. My mom told me a story. My mom just went home to be with the Lord maybe about a month and a half ago, two months ago. My mother told me a story, and the story she told me, she says, I was pregnant with my sixth child. Um, I was not going to bring another child into the earth for your dad. He was no good. She says, I went down to Dr. McCarl's office. In those days, they were doing abortions with hangers. She had a net shift abortion. She said she bled for three or four weeks. She couldn't take it anymore. She went to Long Island College Hospital. They worked on her for a couple of hours, and they came in, and they told her that you have two problems, two issues you have. The issue you have, number one, there's an infection in your uterus, and number two, you're pregnant. She said, I can't be pregnant. She said, I, 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 I had something done. I had that fixed. He showed the x-rays, and there was this little C, whereas when the puncture was made, blood clogged and held the baby in place. And she looked across the table, and she said, and you are my seventh child. Understand that. I understood that. I knew that. But I dealt with chronic rejection. Rejection, I don't know. People, I just don't like to hear the word no. I, I, just, I just felt bad all the time, like I was rejected. Before my mother went home to be with the Lord, she started telling me stories that can help me understand a little bit about myself as it relates to generational curses and demonic spirits that fight us. She says, son, I want to tell you something. Never going to go back to the person that you were before. 
during Passover, the Lord told to the children of Israel, he said, go and borrow of your neighbors, borrow every one of you, raiment, borrow clothes, borrow shoes, borrow spices, borrow gold and silver, and take it with you. Because they were going across the Red Sea. He was sending the death angel into the land, and he said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. And they did. He gave them favor with their taskmasters, and they borrowed. They went over on the other side, and God bankrupted the enemy in one weekend. I come to tell you that God is about to bankrupt every enemy, every adversary that has been in your life in this weekend. Tomorrow, about this time, things are going to change. They're going to change. 855-730-WORD. 855-730-WORD. $58. Prayer from Passover to Pentecost. I set myself in agreement with you. Your victory is on the other side of this. In the name of Jesus. Father, I set myself in agreement with your people that tomorrow, about this time, things are going to change. God bless you for today. Remember, 855-730-WORD. He healed me, he'll heal you. He delivered me, he'll deliver you. Tomorrow, about this time, things are going to change. Things are going to change. The Word Network has a special offer for the Spirit-Led Woman of God. We'll send you this beautiful leather-like lavender Bible in a modern English translation, richly etched with a Word logo. This perfect study Bible includes 40 teaching articles from prominent Christian women, 65 profiles of biblical women and heroines of the faith, and over 400 daily inspirational thoughts and prayers that affirm the power of the Holy Spirit. All will provide deeper training and instructional guidance for your home and family. This unique Bible makes the word come alive. It's a perfect companion for the new believer or seasoned Christian. Normally, this gift offer is for $107. But if you call today, you'll receive this unique Bible for a special discounted price of $77. Only $77. But you have to call now. Call 855-730-WORD. That's 855-730-9673. Thank you for your faithful and generous support of the Word Network. Richard Roberts is coming up next on the Word Network. If gospel is what you want, the Word Network is what you need. We are the largest African-American religious network in the world. I got my miracle. 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 This is the place for miracles. I pray it's a blessing to you, and I pray it becomes your place for miracles, a place that you can experience the power and the presence of God. And I pray that it's a blessing to you. Always, always know you can go online. You can go to the Abundant Life Prayer Group. Let's get prayer. Let's stick together. Let's find out the word and the will of God, and let's kick it off by doing it in unity. OralRoberts.com or 918-495-777. Seven, seven. Let's go into agreement. The Bible talks very clearly, Matthew 18, 18 and 19, when we agree how much power there is and how my Father in Heaven wants to be a part of that. Okay, so I have an interesting question for you. When you think of Jesus and when you think of the cross and what Jesus did on the cross and the time that Jesus spent, keeping in mind he was on the earth 33 years, walked the earth basically with the I'm going to call it ministry of Jesus, three years only. 
when you think about what a young man he was when he was crucified, 33. You know, I, I just turned 60 recently, and I think that that is almost half of my life before me. And I did, you know, a, a Pray that too. I pray. 
Another day that we can we can do it right, or we can tell somebody about you. We can learn a little bit more about you for ourselves. Just it's awesome because you made this day perfect. Now we can just seize this day and do with it as you will, Lord. Just direct our path. Help us to see the path that you have set before us. Lord, help us to be able to have the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to look at the steps that you have ordered for us today so that we can walk in peace, so that we can walk in patience with ourselves and others, so that we can see the fruit of what you want us to be able to see today. Lord, we pray for the line today as we go forward that the words that have that encouraging words given be seated in good ground so that it can nurture us. I come right now, Lord, and I pray for the nation. There are so many different areas right now that are dealing with very major storms in the politics, in the weather, in in the civil, in the social. And, Lord, we just pray right now that your 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 Holy Spirit will just go through, O oh Lord. And we put our prayers with the prayers of those who are praying to you right now, asking for deliverance, asking for revival, asking for the peace be still moment as when Yeshua was on the boat in the storm. And we're asking, O oh Lord, that you will just bring a peace into the atmosphere right now over this nation, whatever havoc, whatever, you know, um, Whatever that the enemy is putting out today, O oh Lord, let it be canceled. Let us have one day, O oh Lord, where we can just, those who are resting in you will fill your presence more than ever before, O oh God. We're praying for a revival. There are so many people praying for a revival, but it's all about knowing you. So, Lord, as we add our voices to theirs, let a revival come forward as never before. Let our spirit touch your spirit today, O oh God. Let us feel your manifested presence, O oh God, because you said that you would never leave or forsaken, that you're in the atmosphere, that you're in, you you dwell. We dwell in you, you dwell in us, O oh Lord. So let our spirit touch yours today, O oh God. Let us come out of flesh. Let us, let us come out of self and come back to you. Let us get closer to you today, O oh God. And Father, we come for those who are, who are seeking you, who are looking for you, who are reaching up to you, who are even questioning who you are. Father, let a revelation come today. Let those who are who are naysayers, let those who are who are lukewarm, let those who are who are just, just they're like there's something about this person 
that people are, are coming against you. So let it be that today you are revealed to them in such a way that there's such a clarity of thought. There's a clarity for them to choose you today, oh God and to walk forward in you. And Father, we just thank you because your presence is so awesome. You are so awesome. You are you have done enough and we appreciate and we adore you and we just thank you. And Father, we come for those who are the in the ministry, those who are leaders and those who are evangelists and those who go out as missionaries, you know, those who are who are going and speaking the truth of your word, Father, we're asking, oh God, that you go before them and we seek a hedge fire protection around them, oh God. For your glory and for their good. In the name of Yeshua we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, yes, Father. Mm. Oh, yes, 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 Father. We glorify your name. Bush the God. How we praise you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, God, God, you need it at all. Rock, God, 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes. Ha ha ha. The understanding, the desire, Father. Give us what we need, Father, so we can press on you. Thank you, Father. It's only because of you, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. The Word of God. Mm. The Word of God. The Word of God. The Word of God. Jiro Kosaka. 
Be still right now and just listen to his voice. He's speaking. Oh, Father God. Listen to him. Speaking to you. Oh, and circumstances. I speak peace in our households, in our hearts. Oh, Father God, yes. Peace. Peace, Father. Mm. Peace that surpasses all understanding, Daddy God. I speak peace. Peace. You are the God of peace. Let us have the peace of God. Father God, help us. Move in accordance with you. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Oh, Father God, we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for that, Father. Wow, that was interesting. All righty, then. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Speaking of peace, Felicia, I have a prayer request for you. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to go into all the details. I'm going to just say Brandon Allen, he got baby mama drama, and it's kind of bad. So, yeah. Did you pray for him in that situation and have the Lord lead you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did your heart just all of a sudden just go, bam? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, because my because my um, perspective is so different. Then I can't say a lot of people because I know there's other women, single mothers, you know, there's other mothers who think along the same lines. It's like I don't understand when women get so vindictive and use their kids as a weapon. I don't get it. Um so I get I feel a certain way, you know. I feel a certain way when I hear that, especially because like my my kids, their dads don't want to be there, and then when you have a man who wants to be there, and you hear about a woman who is being not so nice, you know, it's just like you want to just go up and smack her. <laughs> It's like wake up, you know, but you know it's um, in this age, and and this is gonna speak it into the atmosphere. In this age, um, there I don't I I don't I hate the word follow, but I listened to a prophet named Prophet Card. I've brought him up before, and he had uh, he had did a minister he had did a. a a sermon, and he stated it, you know, at the end of the sermon, he prophesied that the spirit of Jezebel plus the spirit of Athaliah, which is her daughter, is going to permeate this generation. And basically it's just women who, and and it's true, the women are, who are coming into quote unquote power or they're having a they're doing a power thing, they're just like not caring about the after effects. They're not caring about, you know, what their actions are doing. And so, you know, they're making very irrational and and detrimental decisions and doing actions that are, are very um conducive to harming spiritually and mentally, knowingly and unknowingly, you know. So that being said, um, Father was speaking into, you said Vernon, correct? Yeah, Brandon Allen. Brandon, I'm sorry. We're speaking into Brandon Allen's situation, Father God. There is so much 
that he would like to do for his child or children, and he's being hindered, and he's trying to step in line into the order that you have placed, where it's the man who is the head of the family, regardless if they're in the home or not, but he's the head of the family, and he's the one that directs and and supplies and provides. While the woman is supposed to be the spiritual head, spiritual protection, you know, the the second layer, not the first layer. And, Father, this generation, the spirit of this generation is, is having us go out of order. Not those who believe, but those who are spiritually dead and spiritually unconscious and just reacting and not thinking in the spirit and not listening to your leading and reading your word. And so, Father, we pray and we speak that the alignment, just like with a chiropractor, go in like a chiropractor, oh God, and realign the family, oh Lord, into where it's supposed to be, into where it's supposed to be. Turn her heart, Father God, even if it's not towards being, you know, where she's, you know, she feels any certain way for him, but just because of the children, oh God, that they have together. Help her to see that what she's doing is not hurting him as much as it's hurting the children, oh God, because at the end of the day, what she's doing is an example that will be seeded into their lives and that they will go and it will create a cycle that, oh, yes, yeah, Father, we come against that, that, that bloodline purse that states that the, that the man who is the father will not be there, that, that the, the hatred towards the father, oh God. We come against that right now in the name of Yeshua. We bind that spirit right now, deception that I can do this by myself. I don't need you. And, Father God, help her to see that he's not like what she's seen, that he's not like what she what she knows, that he's totally different, regardless of how their breakup was, regardless of how, you know, they you know, they, they no longer are together, but have her see that he he's still trying. He's still he's still wanting to be the father that he he wants to be, Father God. And so turn her heart and let her see her children and the reaction that she's in action and how her actions are affecting them, oh God. And turn her heart to a tender towards her children and let them start seeing the the their father and how he's being a positive role model and that they need to see him and they need to be around him and they need to have that influence in their lives. And Father, we ask that you will continue to strengthen him to want to fight, to not give up, to not go away, and to continue to to to, to go around that wall until you tell him to shout and let the walls come tumbling down, Father God, so that he can go through and put repossess that which is his, his seed and his and his inheritance that you gave him. And Lord, we just thank you. And we praise you for the breakthrough and the and the deliverance that will take place. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. You know, for me not to tell you anything about the situation, you sure went all up in it. 
Lord. Amen. Amen. Especially when you said the part about the, the generational curse about the fathers not being, I like, oh, I hadn't thought about that, but ooh. Mm. Yep. Let him know, don't give up. You know, that's that's the one thing that I'm constantly telling him, you know, staying in his ear. It's about the kid. Just don't do the, you know. I'll tell you later on if you want to know what happened, this particular incident. But, you know, so far, he holding on, but he going to snap. (laughs) (laughs) you know and i'm really i'm you know get a paper trail it's it's this bad now especially at this last so keep a paper trail because you're gonna need some because unfortunately when something goes down it's gonna be his fault right has he has he made sure to start recording the conversation uh, well, right now what I'm telling him to do is, um, and he's, he will, this incident that happened yesterday, he does have that police report, and I've been telling him to get documentation. Every time he calls the police, and notice I'm saying he's calling the police to get documentation. You know, because like this last one, he got documentation. He's supposed to be going downtown now to file some, because I'm, you know, just trying to stay in his face and his ear to keep encouraging him. It's about the child and don't, you know, but yeah. You yeah, know. this this is definitely another Sam Farley because I'd be like, you know what, blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I cause the thing is that I was looking at, um, I saw a posting on my on my social media uh, several months ago, you know, and you know it was basically about drama and stuff, and so what the guy did was. You know, from the time he got out the car. Mm. Oh, was this um, baby mama or something, and he was picking up the kids or something like that? Yeah. I think I did see that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, have him do that as well. Like, he doesn't have to have the phone in his hand, Mm -hmm. but, you know, basically have it so that it's recording what's being said. So Mm -hmm. even when the police get there, Mm -hmm. you know, they can he can he has proof that this is what was said. It's not like well he, she said well no 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 hold on, and my you know he can pull out the phone and say let me tell you this is how it started, you know and and that way he has because uh, you know with the with the with the technology and everything that would be his second backup because again it's at the end of the day when the police come it's still his word against hers. Mm-hmm. And if she has people that's backing her up, then it's her witness and her against his word. Mm-hmm. So he has he has that he has his phone on. He can have it in his pocket. He don't have to have it in his hand, you know, and and have it so that he's re- from the time he gets out, you know, like okay, this is Monday, you know, April twenty seventh, you know, and it's two thirty five. And then when the minute he rings the door, you know, he and he's getting every single word. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. and there's nothing to she can't counteract that because it's right there. You know, no matter what the witness say, no, I have verbal proof. This is what you mm-hmm. said verbatim. Mm-hmm. You know, so because I mean, 
But when it gets to that point, she's got to have people who are going to be willing to lie, even if they don't know the situation, mm-hmm. but because they want to help back her up, they will lie for her. Mm-hmm. And he's going to end up looking like the bad guy, and even with the police support, because what's going to happen is, they, they, you know, unfortunately, it's true that the courts look at the mothers, and then with them, with us being us, you know, it's even worse because they don't want us to be a unit to begin with. Mm. So he has to he has to be very careful to um to also have that documentation as well because the thing is, even when you call the police, who's to say that they even put that stuff in there? <laughs> so I mean, yeah, they could write it out in front of you, but do they actually put it into the system? You know, not trying to knock all the cops, but, you know, you have that one time that's really, really important to have it in the system, and it never gets in there. So, yeah. CYA all the way. CYA all the way. Happy, happy joy. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, boy. All right, y'all, I'm putting her on the bus today. She just don't understand. She about to. Uh, she's still there? Oh, I'm quite sure she is. I mean, I know she's here. I'm just I'm quite sure she ain't nowhere near ready. <laughs> She's trying. Yeah, well, you know, that's special. <laughs> Just think, it's almost over. And then you're going to miss this time that you had with her where you were taking her to school and, you know. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me. Okay, the plane, the plane. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Go ahead and finish your story. I'm not about to play with you. I'm just... Okay, Tattoo. This couple here... <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> oh, I didn't... Go ahead and finish. Nope. Because you are, you're going to be like, oh, I missed it. I missed it. Uh-huh. Even though even though it gets on your nerve right now, you're going to be like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to I, do. What to do, nah. Uh, that part, yeah, I, would, uh, I definitely will have plenty to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam, I ain't going to play with you. Uh, <laughs> you going to quit. I'm I'm done. <laughs> I'm going back to Brandon Allen. All right, there you go. <laughs> All right. Oh, you ready? Oh wow, she must have heard me talking about her. Mm-hmm. Okay, child. I'll be down in a hot second. Wow, she gonna prove me to be wrong. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. 
Pray for her, her. Pray for Anna Bolton. Anna Bolton. That's the baby mama. Wait a minute. Be quiet and listen to that still small voice and then just get real quiet because it's going to reveal a lot to you. Oh, she's probably upper 20s, low 30s. And how old is he? He's like mid-30s. How long were they together? Oh, they're not together. Now they they were together, got married, got divorced, all within about a year or so. Well, they just officially got divorced, you know, within the last month or two. But they've been going through this this scenario. Well, I mean, say you say the whole thing. They've probably been together about maybe about a year or two. It was one of those. Um, I met you. I thought you were the one, and we got married within month or within a year or so. You know, especially after the baby. Uh huh. Yeah. Who's I deal with this to separate his or her? <laughs> Probably everybody involved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it ain't nothing but a drama situation all the way around. That's you know. Yeah, it's, it's nothing but drama all the way around. I mean, they even got into a fight in the hospital when she was having the baby. Would he have have married her if she hadn't gotten pregnant? Um, You know what? I don't know. Um, I think his intentions basically was to try to, you know, to to do this, have a family type of thing and make it work. Um, You know, I don't know, but... Did 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 he ask anybody... I'm going back to him. This kind of falls in line with what we've been studying in Genesis. Did he ask your opinion before he even decided to marry her? Did he ask what? Did he ask anybody's opinion before he decided to marry her? Well, you know, I didn't meet him. Well, let me let me tell you, this is how I met him, because they got married moved into my building. Oh, okay. And I met him. I'm going to say this. I met him when I went to where they were staying at that time to repair a door that the daughter had kicked in because her mama locked out the house. So you you, you can take that whole scenario, a door that the daughter had kicked in because her mama had locked out the house, I had to go repair the door. And I, that's when I first met him. He was sitting down talking to her. At their house. And the daughter, the daughter is hers. Right. Okay, so, uh, Brandy, where we go? Uh, Brandy, oh. 
So it, it, it's a lot of drama. She, she's got a lot. I've known them since, um, you know, it's a friend of the family. I've known her since she was a little girl. You know, she got a lot of issues. So can you multiply that? You've known since she was a little girl? I've known the family since, um, you know, we, it's friends of the family, and I've known her since she's a little girl. Well, you know, I got introduced to him when she was a little girl. Okay. You know, it's not like somebody asks <laughs> all the time, but. Yeah. Has she always been that way? Uh, yeah. Yeah. From what I know of, yeah. I'm going over that, y'all. I'm going. Oh, me over there. I didn't hear the eye. Um. Okay. Um. Wow. Okay. Um. Okay. 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 Um. All right. So, is this her second child? No, this is her first child. Now I'm gonna give you some more drama. This is her first child. This is his third child. But he had her child, and then then. He had another child like about maybe a month or two before his child, so he had like two children, then a couple of months of each other. But two different women. Oh, yeah, so you're, you're writing all this down now? Yeah. Uh, no, you know why? Because, um, oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. So, all right, so Anna Bolton, Anna Bolton. Neither one of them needed to be married to the other. Neither one of them were married, ready for marriage, and they knew that. Yeah, And the, the thing is, um, wow, okay, I'm, I'm just going to, all right, so, Laura, we thank you. <laughs> you be like, why did he have me pray for this? <laughs> I mean, because no, it's like there's so much that I'm seeing, and it's just like, yeah. is yeah. it cliche or is it just, you know, type thing? And and instead of it's not even gonna say anything because it's just there's 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 so much behind her thing. Because it's like something something happened, but not only was it something that happened, I'm sure that something happened to her, but also because there's always been drama in the family on some on some level. Uh huh. She just don't, you know. There's no other way to interact. Like she doesn't she doesn't know how to have it. Have, how to have a relationship without conflict. Like, it has to be a conflict in there. And I think if, if 
you know, if there was no conflict, she would create a conflict just so that there would be a conflict. Because that's how that's how she can that's how she sees you know having a relationship. But um, them getting married uh, was was not a help for her because there were promises and stuff made that um, there were promises and stuff made that she was looking for <laughs> because she was trying to see because she this is what I'm saying like she she there were promises that was made that she thought it would be different than you know than what she's used to and she thought that she could do it, but then to come to find out that he did what he did, it was just like now she's even more hurt. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was going to be different with you, and it wasn't. And so that's where a lot of the other, like, this is what the prayer is before. It's just like because he did what he did, now I'm going to react this way which is how, you know, which is what I'm used to. So, and then he just, there has to be a sit down and a, a they, they, neither one of them know how to sit down and talk to each other. Like they need a mediator to really sit down and make them listen to each other because it starts off with an apology. It really, it really would start off with an apology, but nobody is willing to apologize. They're just really willing to, you know, cast the blame, you know, or take no responsibility for what their actions contributed to the whole situation. And so, um, yeah. So if he's never said I'm sorry and he's never, like, acknowledged that what he did was wrong, then he's not going to, he's never going to get peace with her. Because a lot of times that's all a woman is looking for is an apology and acknowledging that you understand why you're apologizing. Like, you know what you did was wrong, not like, Making an excuse, like, well, what happened was this. It was just this. No, it, you, you know, I'm looking for just saying I'm sorry. Don't explain it. Understand why you needed to apologize for it. Um, but because she's always had conflict, it's gonna. So yeah, somebody will have to really sit down <clears throat> and be a mediator in that, you know, and 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 just like you know, counsel, counseling. Um, but Father God, we come for um, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anger is a is a is a driving force. The world we come right now. For Anna Bolton. I don't know why that name sounds familiar. That last name sounds familiar. But anyway, um, we come for Anna Bolton, Father God. We come 
Does she know God? That you know of? Damn. The, 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 the line is clogged up, child. What did you say, Felicia? Uh, does she know God? I mean, that you know of? Does she? Does she what? Does she know God? Well, um, you know, I think she's going to church with her girlfriend as of lately. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right, so Lord, we come for Anna Bolton, and we come for her because of the the door that has been opened in her life um, through bloodline and circumstances. And so, Lord, we come that you are the one that can open doors that no man can close and close doors that no man can open. And so, Lord, we ask that whatever doors, that need to be closed for Anna Bolton that have opened up, uh, opened her up to anger and drama and vengeance. Um, that Father, you give her a peace in her spirit that she finds completeness in you and not her search to find it in in someone outside of you, Father God. We come, O Lord, that you you will create in her a clean heart and renew her to a right spirit, a right spirit, Lord, that is open to your leading and not to the leading of the God of this world. Father, we ask the Lord that as you Go in as she if she as long as she's seeking you, Lord. If give her a heart to seek you, if she's not, let her stop going through the motions and actually really look for you, so that she can have peace, so that she can have joy, so she can stop walking in sorrow and the feeling of rejection and the feeling of insignificance and just help her to be who you created her to be. Especially now with with her child, Lord, help her to be the, the woman, the teacher, the support system that she's supposed to be for that child for your glory and for the baby's good and for her good. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Huh, you have a nice time with that one, Alicia? Huh? Have a nice time with that one? Sure, sure. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, like, you just kept getting more and more. Look at everything you saw. I'll, I'll put an explanation behind it, okay? 
Ain't nobody playing with you. Ain't nobody playing with you. Hey, 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 love. Mm. <laughs> and I just, yeah. Well, <laughs> but you know what? But that, but that is what the spirits of this generation mm. are accepting. You know, I mean, we have we have this thing now where everybody is. Is 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 hurt or offended, and being selfish, and then it's like that. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the repercussions are worse than what you you know that temporary fix, you know, and and it's and it's you know I'm everybody had a hand, you know he wasn't innocent and she wasn't innocent, and it's just like now instead of everybody like going to their separate corners and cooling off. Constantly being at each other is not helping it, you know. And it's like, oh, eye for an eye. No, it's not eye for an eye. It's, it's basically you need to let it go, you know. You need to let it go. But there's a maturity there that's not there. Like when I said after age, cause it sounded like, you know, and, it, and that just drives me nuts. And I'm gonna shut up, but it just drives me nuts when when. After you reach a certain age, yes, feelings get into it, but certain traumas need to just not be. Like, how old are you? <laughs> it's like, come on now. I mean, yeah, when you're when you're in high school and in, even in college, right, but right. After you get a job, after you get, you know, it's just like okay. And you said you're over thirty. Are you sure? <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's not like it was when we were growing up. You know, the standard, me and Lisa were talking about that last night. It's like the the the, the expectation for an adult, when we were coming up, is totally different than the expectation for adulthood now. You know, and we just, and we just look at, I'm just looking at these people like, Really? That's what we do? Okay. <laughs> That's how we get it now. <laughs> um, yeah. That's crazy. But it's gonna all work out. I mean as long as but he had but he does have to apologize though. Like heartfelt apology. Because that's that's really that is really hurtful. Mm. You know. To think that you're the only one, and to find out you that you're not is one thing. But then to think that you're the only one carrying a, a new birth for someone, and then find out that you're not—that's a whole well, other thing. And it's just like, wow, really? Well, it's, it's even more behind that too. I'm, you, yeah. Wait a minute, yeah. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's like it's and, it, and, and that's how it is. It's like one thing after another. So that brick, that brick has been brick upon brick upon brick, and and now she's raging, mm-hmm. you know. And it stoked up this big old this big old forest fire, and <laughs> and it's and it's and it's, and it's, and it's, it's raging out of control. I mean, and mm-hmm. she even she probably knows that. But she's just like, uh-uh. I want you to feel what I'm feeling. 
and I'm going to keep making you feel what I'm feeling. You know what I mean? Until such a time as he actually says, you know what, I'm, I was wrong. And I'm not saying all men don't do but Like, you know, some men be like, well, you know, mm. they say, I'm sorry. You know, they just be kind of like, can we just move on? It was done. No, it's acknowledge, acknowledge the feelings of the person. You know, and listen, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. speaking from my personal experience. It's like mm-hmm. with my dad, he never apologized. Mm. Because he didn't think he was wrong, mm. not taking into account that okay, yeah, okay, you came back and you're here, you know, and you're saying that that person didn't really mean anything; it was just a physical thing. Okay, but it's not a physical thing for her because when again, you know, I, I finally got that understanding that men, okay, men can. Separated, you know, it's a physical thing, and it's a, you know, and I have feelings for you, but it was physical with her, and I'm, at the end of the day, I came back to you. But with a woman, it's it's different. It's like feelings are involved because now you're, I'm feeling a certain way about what you did, and for you not to acknowledge that I'm feeling a certain way is is like a is like a triple slap in the face because you went out there and did it, you didn't acknowledge that it hurt me. And then you make it seem like I shouldn't feel anything about it because you came back. Okay, you know, and this is just like all of that is is. And then she has hormones. She just had a baby. Oh. Y'all, y'all, y'all just don't get it. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. That's that. Yeah. So. I mean, it's gotten out of control, but all of that kind of that that's I'm just giving you an insight into what she's thinking. And on top of all her other drama before that, whatever she was dealing with before that happened, that compounded all of that. So all the sub layers that were there with that made her like you know. Huh. You're talking about crazy child, because when you miss it, I'm gonna just put you out. Anyway, goodbye. Have a good day, Morgan. What a two twenty-seven inches worth of hair. But it's 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 I mean it's it's yeah it's yeah you know what and one thing when you started talking about the father not there because that's where a lot of her stuff stems like with her relationship with her father which is prevalent it's 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 uh, yeah it, yeah 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 I'll just say this that I don't think he even showed up. At the wedding, did they have? They had some kind of ceremony. They did, and she called him. Did she cuss him out? He said, "I'm not coming." It's just drama. It's drama, drama, drama. I just literally, he just, I'm saying, he 
these are the same ones that broke the door in my building, glass door, you know, that thick glass that's hard to break. Uh, not her, not her, no, but her friend. Good enough, I can hardly understand what you're saying, Pam. I was telling him about the drama about her and her father, you know, who she invited to the um to a wedding and then she they got into arguments so he didn't come to the wedding. And then I was telling him about um, you know, the situation with her her and her friend who got to fighting and they broke the glass door in my window. I mean the window the window of my glass door in my building, you know, that thick glass that doesn't break easily. Mhm. Yeah, she said we were trying to get in, really, really, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that matter of fact, me and Wayne when we were taking it out because I, I had to change it because the city inspector you know, with all the other stuff going on said you know that needs to be changed by Monday. So I'm over there on a Sunday trying to change the door, which me and Wayne cracked again. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but the, when we were trying to dispose of the glass. I mean, I literally had to go get a sledgehammer to bust it to, you know, be able to make it fit. That glass doesn't easily crack. So you're going to tell me you were trying to get in. No, you was not like a maniac trying to get up in that building. I don't know, fool. But I, mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue with you because I, you, I know you're a fool. Okay? <laughs> I know you're a fool. No, I pick and choose. You're not even nowhere near to get on my plate to be no, 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 no. So, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I just thought they needed prayer this morning. So I'm glad you did, dear. Amen. <laughs> you said, now you're really going on mute. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, well, I dropped her off one time, so she made her train. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. Mm, shocked me, really, because I was like, girl, I told you I'm not trying to take you to school. And she actually yeah, was ready, so hey. And then the next one, I got to get him to the doctor. Uh, you got to get your father to the doctor? Yeah. He, uh, I'm, I'm pretty much just going to drop him off. And go pick them up. But that's another story. Anyway, I've been talking enough. Let me pray and see what God wants to do. Father God. Okay. Hmm. Mm. 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 You ever like prayed and then all of a sudden you just had like too much going on inside of you at once, like you don't even know what the which direction to go for him? <laughs> Kind of how I'm feeling right now. So I tell you what I'm gonna do first. I'm gonna pray for you. How about that? Okay. 
Okay, Father God, I'm gonna pray for Felicia. Hope for her Okay. You are stepping out. You are putting your faith into action. It is a struggle. It's a daily struggle. But daily you find yourself capable of doing it. You find yourself having what you need to do it. That's one of the, your keys. It's not the key, but it's one of your keys for success. Every day, meeting that struggle. Sometimes we don't need to look at the big picture because we'll get overwhelmed to say, I quit. Sometimes we need to look at what's right in front of us and trust God. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying, trust God, who going to get the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. If you're getting up diligently seeking God's purpose, if you're getting, not, not even seeking God first, then seeking his purpose for your life and the direction for your life. Notice I said seeking him first, then his purpose and direction for your life. Then he begins to lay it out, and you're walking that path. There are times in the journey where you just need to be quiet and trust the path. Trust, trust what he's giving you to do. Because if I if I look at look at where I'm going, if I look at where I may end up at, if I look at all that's got to be done in order for me to get there, I I'm tired. I quit. It ain't worth it. Or whatever million and one reasons we come up with for us to stop. But God does not desire for you to stop. Mm. And it's not prudent. And mm. though you can't quite see it, but it's very, very important what you're doing. Mm. Same thing like me. You can't quite see the importance of it. Hmm. But walk in it and trust God. See, I'm I'm coming back now to the circle of fellowship, the 500, the 70, the 12, the 3, the 1. The circle gets smaller and it's less crowded, but that's where all the activity and the power is at. Those on the outside... They talk a lot. They this, that, and the other. But the closer you draw, that's where the activity, the closer you get, that's where the power. So it might never really be large numbers, but the effectiveness is what's going to make the difference. It says the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effective. There's difference between being busy and being effective. Fervent. That 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 that's where that I'm gonna say that emotional, that spiritual, that that just gets deep down up in there, fervent. You're tired. You're passionate about it. So be effective, fervent, and see also for your prayers to be effective, it has to be biblical. It has to be word directed. I'm not praying amiss. 
I'm speaking the word. I'm confessing the word over the situation, the circumstance, and I'm trusting God to do what he needs to do. See, those are the prayers that make a difference. Those are the prayers that transform situations and circumstances. Those are the prayers that allow you to walk up to the Red Sea and it begins to part. That's where you're at with God. Just the whole the whole thing, just just everything that you were getting about the situation and circumstance, because I asked you to pray. And you just went in and started hearing from God about what truthfully what's going on in the spiritual realm. See, that's that's where you're walking at. And so, no, it might not be a lot of people. It might not be a lot of fanfare, but that's where you're at, and that's where the power is at, and that's where God is using you. Because this is the thing. All those on the outside talk about going on the inside, but they're not going. They're not They're not qualified. They don't want to do what needs to be qualified. They're not willing to put in the work. So they're going to talk a good game, and they're going to talk about you. Mm-hmm. That you don't know, you waste your time, you're peculiar, you're strange. Why you don't take all that? Well, I just said the effective, fervent prayer of the righteous man of Ella much. That's what the word said, but, you know. So now that God is slowly training you to get up out your emotions, which is hard. Mm-hmm. He's training you. Okay, now, see, that's the thing. It's, it's just one thing for you to not feel a way and do it, but it's another thing for you to look your emotions dead in the face and say, well, I'm going to still stand anyway. It's another thing to say, I feel like crap. I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway because I know this is what God wants me to do. See, that's where you're at. You're looking at your emotions right in the face and saying, and it's a struggle. It ain't easy. And, yeah, you might miss it. But that's where you're at. You're looking at how you feel about something and saying that it doesn't matter. I'm going to do it God's way anyway. Amen. So walk in that woman of God. Let him train you in that woman of God. Be diligent and be persistent. And let the fullness of who God called you to be manifest. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 What's the show? Go ahead, all folks. Go right ahead. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Look at you in a rush. I'll let you go. (laughs) You know what? I said I, I say the same thing. It looks like you're in a rush. I'm going to let you go. go okay, ahead. pretty much, yeah. I, you know, hey. <laughs> I'll pull in that way. He ain't got to walk all the way to the truck, even though he ain't like Davis, but still. Good morning, Sam. What's up? Oh, it's the butler head. What's up, Butler Head? Not now. Are you at school? No, I didn't take the assignment that was available for today. They got me with the special ed stuff Friday. I ain't going for it twice. No, okay. You don't want to deal with special ed. Well, I don't have a 
a problem with special ed. I just don't want to get bitten or scratched, spit on. <laughs> I, don't, oh, girl. I don't do, I do special ed. You know, you need some help with some reading or math. I got you, but I'm not doing all that extra stuff. That was, mm-hmm. that was, I got the surprise of my life. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Oh, boy. Well, I'm going in here and I'm going to change phones. You want to go ahead and get your prayer on, Lisa? Go ahead because I'm going to do my list. I haven't done that yet. Get my prayer on. Go and pray about whatever you want to pray about if you want to pray. If you don't want to pray, then don't pray. All right. I don't want to pray. I, okay. I don't know if you meant like for something in particular. Mm-mm. Nope. I'm just about to change phones. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's on the line, Steve? Hey, good morning. Good morning, honey. Oh, are you here? Hey, I'm here. You said he was changing phones. Yeah, I just I was trying to figure out who else was on the line. I don't know. You know, it could just be us, or it could be somebody on on mute. And then you know, a couple of people come on on um online as well. So. Right. All right. Let's go, man. But um, okay. So, did you want to pray, ma'am? You know what? I'm um, gonna back and check your face. We're looking homeless. Um, I don't know. I. I I think I'm still incoherent because I was up earlier and I just opened my eyes, so I'm trying to find where I am in the world. <laughs> like I'm so I'm looking around, like wait a minute, where am I? I'm yelling upstairs. I'm, I'm talking to Maya, thinking she's upstairs. She was right on the other sofa, right behind me. I'm like, where's that voice coming from? So I need to get my whole self together. Okay. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't really feel a prayer. That's cool. I got a So that's my life. I feel, let me say, bye, baby girl. You got your Chromebook? Okay, you got five testing today. It's already some tests. Illinois got more tests than any. What you say? Hi, Harry. I love you. Okay. Well, um, I'll pray. I'll pray the um, I'll pray my list. So, Father God, we come. Oh, you today. have a list. Okay. Yeah. Um, we come today and we thank you for all that you do, all that you're going to do, all that you will do. Um for us, in us, and through us. Father, we come for, um, we come for those who are sick and shut in 
and those who are in hospice. Come, O God, to give them, and we stand in agreement with their prayers, O Lord, for uh, for healing. So right now, as I stand in proxy for them, uh, and you say where two or three are gathered, and in the spirit we're gathered with them, O God, we are gathered with them in spirit, and you are in the midst, and we're speaking a healing for them right now, O God, from the from the molecule to the skin, O God, from the inside out, touch every organ. We touch every bone, every tendon, every vein and artery. We ask that you touch every capillary. We ask that you touch every sense, oh God. We ask that you touch every muscle, oh God. We ask that you will just give back into their body, oh God. When Elijah was thrown into the valley of dry bones, those dry bones lived, oh God. But we're, what we're doing is we're applying the blood of your son, Yeshua, and we're applying your Holy Spirit fire on the bones of those who are who are seeking um, a healing, O oh God. And we're asking that you will let those dry bones live, O oh God. Let the dry bones of their spirit live. Let the dry bones of their body live, O oh God. We ask that you reverse arthritis. We ask you speaking a reversal of arthritis. We're speaking a reversal of um, heart issues. We're speaking a reversal of tumors, O oh God. We're speaking a dissolving of, of gross, oh God, in the name of Yeshua. And Father, we also come for those who have lost loved ones. We have who have lost loved ones, oh God, suddenly, either through sickness or through violence, oh God. We're asking that you will give them a peace, oh God. We ask that you will give them the as they go through the process of preparation, oh God. We ask that you will let them remember the good times. Let them remember the laughters of that person. Let them not remember the last days, the last moments of their life, oh God, but to remember them for who they were and not have any regrets and not be condemned for the things that they did not do and that they will be able to walk accordingly, Father God. And although we also cover those who are who are in prison, both in mind and in body. Those who are present in the mind, Father, through depression or fears or just through their feelings, oh God, we ask right now that you will give them liberty. Help them find liberty in you. Father, we never, you, you said that you are not the author of confusion. You did not give us a spirit of fear. You did not. You are not the author of confusion. You want us to have a clear mind. You want us to have a clear understanding. So, Father, we come against the spirit of dementia that has people locked in themselves, oh God, locked in the past, imprisoned in fear, oh God, those who are fearful of, of going outside, those who are fearful of being around people, those who are in fear of just anything, oh God. We come against the spirit of depression that has people locked behind closed doors because they're they're they are they are down and they don't know why, oh God. The 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 God of this world says 
medication is needed, but you are the God of all. You are the great physician, and so, God, we come against that right now. Those who are in the church especially, oh, God, those who say they believe in you, oh, God, we are asking that you will help them in their unbelief and that they believe that you will give them a way out of their cage of fear, their cage of depression, their cage of of, um, mental dementia, oh, God, and, and give them a clarity, such a clarity, oh, God, that they'll be able to think clearly, feel Feel your presence, feel your peace, feel your state of mind and over their own, oh God. And we thank you. And Lord, we also come for those who are behind the prison walls. Lord, we ask that you will give them that there are so many who are giving their testimonies, who are getting out, who are saying it's only by your power and by your might that they didn't lose their mind or their life as they were incarcerated. So, Father God, we ask that you will continue to those who are in missions in the jail, even though they're closing the missions for all Christians, oh God, they're closing it so that we can't even speak your word in public places, oh God. They're making it so that we have to, we, they want us to be ashamed, but Father, help us to not be ashamed and let the people incarcerated continue to seek your face, even though that they're locked up, they're finding liberty within you. Oh Father, we just thank you. We thank you that they're getting that peace in, in in spite of being behind bars, but their spirit is free and they're walking accordingly. And Father God, we also come for those who are um, abused and addicted and have addictions. We come right now because they are they are in a dark place, but you are the light that shines. That you made sure that you said, don't put your light under a bushel. Well, Lord. Let someone come across their path that is letting you radiate so brightly in their life that when they see them, all they have to do is just like with Peter and Paul, when they walk past these people who, you know, a believer who actually believes in you and your healing power and your presence, that when they come into their presence as whatever addiction or whatever abuse that they're dealing with, oh God, that they will just, have an instant deliverance, oh God. Let it be a quick thing because in this day and age, oh God, tomorrow is not promised. We have no, there's a process for things, oh God, but you know what what the expiration date is for each and every one of us. So Lord, we just ask that you will give them that moment of clarity so that they can walk in the fullness of life in you and through you and let your light come in to to, to cast out all the darkness. And Father, we also comfort those who have um, who are from wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and discernment. We are coming that you that was the what that was the, the the call and the request of Solomon, Father God. And you you said that is that is a that is the perfect request. That was the perfect request in your eyes because we're not seeking anything else but you wisdom. Wisdom to know your word, oh God. The knowledge to know what to do with it and the, and, the, and and being able to apply it, oh God. Understanding when to use it and, and when not to use it. What words to use, what scriptures to use, when to come to you, when to ask for you, when to speak your word, oh God. And the discerning power to know who we're, who we're hearing from, if it's you, if it's the enemy, or if it's our own flesh coming against us, oh God. Help us to understand. Help us to open our ears. Let our ears hear and let our eyes see 
in the spirit and in the natural, oh God, so that we can walk accordingly and go around every trap and snare that the enemy tries to put before us. Lord, you are our shield and buckler. You are our you are our shield and buckler. You are our sword of strength. You are everything. You are a helmet of salvation, oh God. And through you we can walk in peace because of the gospel that you have put before us. And you have given us the truth to be able to walk strongly, oh God. So let us continue to walk strongly in you and through you. By the righteousness of Christ we come. Amen. Amen. I guess you knocked out our mother this time. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alicia? Yes, ma'am. Are you aware how your prayers are shifting? You need yes, to go back and listen. You need to go back when you get a chance and listen to the recordings and maybe even listen to more than one so you could um, compare. Your prayers are shifting. You're getting so much stronger, honey. Praise God. Amen. Like, it's really obvious. Wow. Because I felt that. If I had some shoes on, I might have thrown one. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Lord. Isn't that special? Yeah. Well, we already know. Felicia going to take off. Felicia, right on the runway. <laughs> right on the runway. <laughs> You're taking off, lady. I'm so excited to see what, what how things are going to play out for you. Amen. Amen. All right, give me a minute. I'll go grab my other list. My dude, I'm knock them out.
I'm about to change phones again. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. Today is a pit day. 
every day is a good day. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. Good morning. I was on mute. Oh, hi. I was trying to wrestle. See if I was going to lay back down like I really, really, really want to because I don't have to work today. And if I was going to get up and go to the library and go get me some hot cakes and make that. (laughs) Don't be laying back down. You got plenty of work to do. Oh, where you come from? (laughs) <laughs> didn't, I, didn't I do a cam check earlier on the call? Because <laughs> you know with certain things I'm not going to say, well, Jesus. <laughs> this joker came out the shadows like, got him. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Because I sure was looking at, man, I got this warm blue cover. I was about to wrap myself like a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. I guess not, honey. I've been told. I've been duly warned. You got you stuff too. You know what, sister girl? You are right. I got a whole post-it note list of stuff I need to do, and including some stuff I need to do for Felicia. So you are exactly right. I, I I don't need to lay back down, but man, that's temptation. You know, especially when. The kids that aren't at home, like there's nobody, man. Oh, man. It'll get you with a house full of folks. What's that about? The temptation to get you even with a house full of folks, if that's what you got in your mind that you feel like doing. Yeah, you're right. Yep. <clears throat> you talk about a whole list of stuff. Your mama gave me a whole list of stuff I got to do. Oh, is that right? Mama gave yes. you one? Yes, she did. Okay, well, good. The last good. time we went out. Okay. All and right. she called me last night while I was out to remind me, you know you got to do that dead list. I'm like, yes, ma'am. I, you know I know I got to. I got to. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? Huh? What are you doing? What am I doing? Yes. Like actively in this moment, um, sitting here not about to lay back down? Not doing her post-it notes. No, I I got <laughs> up. I was, I was up. I just, I just was, I was looking at the couch sideways. Four seconds. That's all. He got up and began to become non-productive. It's okay. Well, no, it's not, not okay. True. He's not being non-productive. Y'all just making it seem like I'm just in like just waking up like an accident today. Or it's not in the middle of December. It's not that time that you just go roll up like a burrito and chill out and try to cover yourself up from the world. It's not working. Lisa, let me, uh, um, you know, before when I was asking you about hearing from God, got hearing God's voice, and I said, what do you hear? And you said nothing. 
I don't. I'm sorry. I don't recall that. I don't doubt that it took place. I just can't. Okay. Um, I prayed for you recently, and I said something about you hearing God's voice. And I asked you, what do you hear? And you said nothing. Then I prayed for you to hear, and then you heard something, right? Yes, I do recall that now, yes. Yes. Okay. Now, I want you to pray so that, hmm. okay, I'm going to pray for you. And then I'm going to ask you something, okay? Sure. All right. Father God, open up her eyes, her ears, her discernment, Lord, so she can see that which you want her to see, Father. Give her the revelation, Father. And, and Father, let her understand and not be scared, Lord. Not be scared, but recognize that you are God and that your hand is upon her life. Reveal to her, Father. Mm. Reveal to her, Lord. Reveal to her through your spirit mm. 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 the desires of your heart, Jesus. In your holy name it is so. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Now, I want you to... I'm um. I'm going to the bank and I'm gonna come back in, okay? Okay. Hold up, you gotta take out the seatbelt. Alright. Um I want you to see with your spiritual eyes okay. and your ears what the Holy Spirit is showing. Okay. And do you feel anything? Do you feel like a weight, a heaviness? I, yes, I actually, yes. And it's been like that for the last two to three days, Um, especially since Friday. I went to work on Friday, and it kind of started on Friday, to be honest. Um, I had a, a rough three or four days. Um, and, yeah, I, I have, I've been, I mean, there's some things, uh, you know, that I'm aware of that have contributed to that, but then there's some other things, too, that are, that have been less of something that I could quite put my finger on, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunday was, was horrible. Sunday was real rough. I couldn't, I didn't leave the house from probably from Friday to to yesterday because I had to go to work. Um, definitely been feeling some heaviness, but it, just, but it didn't feel like, depre- you know, not depression, not that kind, but mm-hmm. it was something, and I've just been feeling... Um, Like, like a, a, a an agitation. Um, um, an agitation in my spirit. Just a a, a, a profound sadness with, but 
but not like me, like with the world or something. I don't know. I was trying to explain it to somebody. Like with the world, um, I see, and I've been seeing, and I do see something. But I just wasn't going to say anything. But I do see, like. All right, let me let me explain this to you. I'm going to explain some things to you, and then I'm going to want you to do something. I, I prayed for you initially. Now, I'm letting you know now. I'm going to explain some things to you, but then it's going to be up to you as far as what you're going to do about it. Okay. Even in my explanation and what, okay, even in what I'm doing and the way that I do it, doing it at this moment is God has already said you have within you what is needed in order to do what needs to be done. So don't, don't, you, 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 you got to trust God just as he is showing you this. You got to trust him that he, that you have the capability within you to handle it. Okay. Okay. So now what's going on with you? Uh, yeah, well, okay. I'm going to just say it like this. I, I'm going to tell you what's going on, and I'm going to tell you what what needs to be done. Okay. You know how you got a wrestling match, and and you see somebody, and 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 um the wrestler's like sitting on top of the other one on the floor. Mhm. And he says one, two, three, you pin. Yes. Well, you got a demon sitting on top of you. Oh. That's the weight, the oppression, the heaviness, and and and, and I'm going to say demon, but it's probably a group, groups or whatever that have had access to you. Some of them are trying to get back their position. Some of them are gates that are in there that haven't been dealt with. Some of them, it's just a whole lot that's going on, but bottom line, they're sitting there resting on you, riding you like a cowboy rides a horse. Now that we've had that present revelation, the thing about it is God wants you to take authority against them. Now, you can't, regardless of whatever's going on, regardless of this, 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 you know, the mistakes we've made, the gates that have been opened up in our lives, whatever, regardless of all that, recognize when it boils down to it, one you are God's child. This is not his desire. No matter how you came in, it is not how he wants you to go out. We all have some cleaning and delivering that needs to be done. That's why he says he's our savior and our deliverer in the word. So don't let them think that they can stay there. Now, you might have to fight to get them off. You might have to go through different things, but they... They might be legally there, but still they're illegally there because you're a child of God. Now, I don't know if you understood what I said that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They might it. be legally there because of because of whatever, gates, mm-hmm. generation, whatever. But because you've been saved and born again, they are illegally there. So you got that? 
I do. I do. So now it's up to you to evict them. So how do you evict them? I know that's the word. Hmm? <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my voice. Fight them with the word. <clears throat> Fight them with the word. It's the, the one thing that they can't stand against. Why can't they stand against the word? Because God is 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 this promise to us is truth and and it's God's power. Weren't you the one telling me about that um, movie with the I think the whatever the boy was holding a cross against the vampire? Uh huh. Friday night, yes. And what was it? What was the key thing that you said? It doesn't work if you don't believe. Right. So that's basically with the whole thing with the demonic entity as a whole. They want to know: Do you really believe it, and are you willing to stand? That's everything that we go through. Are you? Do you believe it, and are you willing to stand on it? Now, what other weapons do you have? Well, I know for me, um, my song, my singing has has always been one because it contains the word. And, you know, you have your fasting and your prayers and all that stuff in the arsenal, in the tool belt. So how did you how did you get all this? Who told you all of that? Who told me? Mm-hmm. Right. How did you um, come? To that, how did you come to that conclusion? Uh, well, I I don't know. I just kind of learned by doing. I guess when I realized that. When certain things happen, I would just start to sing for no reason or just start to do it. Um, I guess it's just, you know, over time I realized. But then, you know, the thing about the Word of God, it's just taught. You know, you just learn it, learn that that's a tool. Okay. You do it. Mm -hmm. So then your private trainer, the Holy Spirit, Spirit has taught you these things over a period of time by the application of the Word of God, what your personal tools and weapons are in the warfare that you have to fight. Exactly. So. What? What? Uh-huh. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying that that's one thing I learned that people, is that people have different um 
you know, different ones, like when, you know, tools are being, when weapons are being passed out, you know, each one is whatever tool you work with best, and everybody's not going to have the same one. So now, since you understand that you got the word, now that you understand you got your own personal weapon, now that you understand that you got a, you got a private tutor, a private trainer. Mm. Okay, now okay, now that agitation that you just suddenly felt is that demonic force that's pissed because of the revelation that you are getting, and he's disturbed, so he's passing that disturbance on you because he recognized, uh oh. That that's that's that sudden whatever you felt. I don't know what you did. You feel something? Let me ask you that. Yeah, it's 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 agitation. That's the best word I can think of to explain it. And just being suddenly very tired. Okay. For no reason. So imagine this: you got a uh, uh, um. We all see it in movies and stuff, and so you got this 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 alien entity that's got a, 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 a got that's attached to you, okay? And then he's got this 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 dart, or he's got this thing that sticks inside of you, and it, mm-hmm. and it makes you yield to him and give up to him or whatever. And it go and maybe like it's down like about three inches inside of your body, okay? But mm-hmm. now, because of the fact that you're getting what you need in order to get rid of him, he makes it where before it was like three inches inside of your body. Now it's going like five, six, seven. It's going deeper to inflict more pain, cause more disturbance because he's recognizing that, uh-oh, I, she's got the antidote now. So so, so the very thing that, that – so it's like coming against you even more because now he's reckoning that, uh-oh, uh-oh, this is dull. So it's just like, you know, the, the joke is up type of deal, but I'm going to try to inflict even more pain, more hurt, whatever, to, to keep to make her turn away from the very thing that she needs to get, to get freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I, I receive that because... I know that the closer the closer that um that I've been you know, this just been and I was sharing with a couple of uh the ladies that for the first time I'm surrounded I mean, not just one person or two people, you know, I am surrounded by believers. I am surrounded by people who are uplifting me and upholding me and not in some foolishness, you know. Um who believe in, you know, just all that. It's like I, I'm just surrounded by it on every turn, which is great. Um, but the more that that happens, I know the more that the enemy keeps trying to pull me and turn me back to whatever, you know, like taunting me and, you know, who's going to believe you, you know, when you were this and, you know, you're crazy and, you know, you're nut, and remember when you were, they put you in the psych ward. I mean, this is the stuff that I hear. Thankfully, it doesn't bother me, but I'm saying that it is happening. 
or I will turn on Facebook, I mean turn on, or I'll go on Facebook, just, you know, you just go on there and just scroll down casually and it'll be, you know, commercials about people in the crazy house or, you know, kids who've been abused and molested or, you know, it'll be everything that has ever caused me pain. Mm-hmm. It will be right there and it's every day. So it's every single day. And I'm supposing, I, I mean, and this is what you, you're saying. I'm sure that the, because it's not a coincidence. So I'm, I I know that it's, you know, for the reasons that you're saying, thank God that it doesn't bother me. You know, it's something that I know happened, but it doesn't bother me anymore. Thank God I'm delivered from that. Um, but, you know, yes, there are still some other things. Um, that, like you said, he, he, you know, is trying to push the night just deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'm just like, whoa, this is, because what's happening is the closer that I get to walking in my purpose, you know, I got a call about the place yesterday for my program. Um, you know, I'm seeing parents and they're like, yes, you know, we can't wait. Uh, you know, there's so much. I'm helping other people, you know, not just Felicia, but there's other people here. I'm part of a great team. Like everything, every time something good happens to push me toward um, my positioning that God would have me to be, it, it is. The warfare is, is getting real. I mean, it's like blood. They want blood. They want blood. And it's not a joke. It's very serious. When I tell you they want blood, they want blood. They're like, hell no. Excuse my French. No. You will not. We've done everything that we could possibly do, and you're still standing. We destroyed your reputation. We've lied. We've done everything to reduce you to being less than a human in the eyes of other people. We've taken away all the friends. We've had everybody savage. We've done all this stuff, but you're still, you're still talking about, all right, Felicia, when are we going to start school? You know, or all right, um, you know, my other friends, all right, Sean, you know, okay, when are we going to meet and we're going to get, you know, it's, it's like, you know, they, whoever, whatever you talk to, whoever it is, whatever it is, is not pleased not please, and going for the jugular. So I'm saying all that to say that these are the things that are being revealed to me, and I know that what you are saying is correct because I, it, is, it, is, it is happening. It is crazy, and it is happening every day. And the more that I... Huh? I was going to say it's Felicia on the line, but go ahead. No, I was just going to say the more and the more boldly and courageously that I walk in it, the, the some, some somebody ain't pleased. I'm here. You still there, Felicia? I'm here. Okay. All right, Lisa, what I want you to do Mm-hmm. is I want you to have an open conversation with your mentor. And I said a conversation because you need to speak and you need to listen. 
as far as the specifics of what he will need you to do in order to get rid of that thing. And Felicia, whatever whatever he tells you to, in, in order to assist her, you just step in and do that. Okay. Um, my mentor? Who was that? You? Who no, who is your mentor? Your personal trainer. Oh, my Holy Spirit. So you're saying just talk you mean just speak it verbally out loud. Mhm. About say, what I about what I think he wants me to do? Ask him and then listen. Oh, ask him. Ask talk, him. Okay. And that's why I said that's why I said conversation because I need you to talk to him and then I need you to listen to him. He's just as just as you because you're hearing him now. Okay. Okay. And so talk to him, and then whatever he tells you. So here's the deal. So I have finally broken free from things, from those things that kept me bound forever. Um, I finally broken free. Not maybe not from every single time, but the major ones, the heavy hitters. I'm good. I'm good now. Um, however, there are some forces that are not pleased with that because I am no longer beneficial. Healed. I am no longer beneficial to that particular kingdom if my mind is right. <clears throat> I'm no longer beneficial to that kingdom if I refuse to do certain things. If I refuse, if I refuse to speak and act in a certain way, I'm no longer beneficial. And I'm no longer beneficial to that kingdom. Then I must be beneficial to another kingdom, and of course, that's not. That's not uh, what they want. So what's happening is um, what's happening is the one thing that he, they, could still do is make me isolated and make me feel isolated. That's the biggest thing. Um, I'm used to it, meaning when I was growing up, I really wasn't around a lot of people anyway that except people who went to church. So it's not even like a big deal. It's not even like a big deal. But now um, the strategy has, even in that, even in the in, in the weapon of choice against me, of isolation, of, you know, because that in and of itself doesn't bother me, because I really don't like being around a lot of people anyway, he starts to flip the script in my mind to make me feel like I've been rejected by everybody because I'm a horrible person, because I've done this, because I did that, constantly nobody wants you kind of thing. Still trying to go back to that same old played out stuff. You know, I guess with my father, you know, still rejected by my, I don't even know. Because my real father didn't even reject me, so I don't know. But that's the tool, you know, played out like an A-track 
um, is not really working, but that's the major the major weapon I'm trying to use right now. Um, also, since we're talking, I know that there are some things that you want me to do, some things that I'm clear on. I I know what I'm supposed to be doing as far as bringing women together, as far as helping them to get free from certain things, and that I know I'm supposed to be doing that. Um, I just need to be clear where if there's anything else, anything else that that I'm supposed to be doing. I need to understand why my spirit is vexed and agitated as far as the world is concerned about why it is that, that I feel pain about the world, about why I want to cry, about what's going on in the world. Is that linked to something that I'm supposed, you know, something else that I'm supposed to be doing in the world? Um, is that why I'm feeling this so deeply? Also, um, I am very clear and very, very cognizant and aware of the fact that that spiritual warfare against me, and not just me, but against anybody who um, supports me, anybody who's in my camp, is is getting turned up for real. People are about to turn up. It's getting turned up. I realize that because the things that I'm seeing and, and seeing and things that is not coincidence, and I feel it. There, there's things that happen just they are not coincidental at all. And so, um, what I really mean is for you to place strong people around me. If I'm going to do this thing that you are having me to do, if, if I'm going to do this, if I am chosen as a let do this thing, then I need strong people around me. I need people who are surely willing to go through the fire with me no matter what I need or whatever it takes to prove around me. I've never had that. I need that. I need people who are willing to go through the fire with me. I need people around me, like the movie 300, who <clears throat> who will not back down, who will not be afraid, who's willing to get up in the ring with me and take the blow, not for any nonsense or foolishness, but, you know, for the collective good or what it is that, that we all are supposed to be accomplishing. And also, um, let me just tell me when, where, how to do things um, to deal with this annoyance, to deal with, you know, these, these things that keep coming up against me because I'm not afraid of them. I'm not afraid. I just want to make sure that I'm handling and managing them properly. like the way that I'm supposed to so that I can get this thing done, whatever it is, because I'm not going back. I am not going back. I'm not 
um, I'm not some, you know, freaking tragedy, work in progress, constantly needing to be fed milk. That's not me anymore. That person is gone. Long gone. And so I am asking that you remove anybody from my life who can only see me as that or who cannot see past that and who can't see who I am right now. 99.9% of the people in my life now, and I'm sure it's not a coincidence, are new. They don't even know who I was back then. I say it as a matter of testimony, but they don't even know. And so any forces, any forces in my life um, that I cannot see, whether they, you know, whether they be seen or unseen, please remove them from me. Anybody or anything, any force, any spirit to seek to, to keep my faith turned around backwards, to keep reminding me of what used to be or I used to be this or that, whatever. I'm not that anymore. I am no longer a walking tragedy. That's over with. That's over with. And so anything that cannot see me the way God sees me now and that cannot see the woman that I am that will not respect me as the woman that I am now, that cannot um, go with the program that you set forth for me to do, anybody who's not going to ride or die with me because I can't always see that. But you know, you know, you know exactly who's here, exactly what everybody's intention is. You know, you know, the people that I come in contact with, I need you to come in. <clears throat> and set and not just do it for me, but to give me the wisdom and the discernment to be able to see it for myself so that I can manage things accordingly and to just give me, continue to give me the strength and the courage to walk in this thing because you keep showing me these big things, the big picture. I mean, well, yeah, I guess for the pieces of the big picture. And it's huge. And it's huge. But I know that you're not going to have me do anything and not give me the, the foresight, not give me the wisdom and the strength and the courage to carry it out because all those years of holy hell that I went through, I understand that what it was for, a moment like this, just like you told me when I went to that school, a moment like this, the moment is here now. You position people around me. Okay, teach me how to deal with it. Show me exactly how you want me to deal with the opposing army so we can get this thing going and protect my warriors, protect my friends, protect the comrades, the people who are around me who are going to be walking with this, walking this thing with me, the people who have trust in me, the people who have faith in me, the people who love me, the people, you know, who can see past my thoughts and all of that stuff protecting me. Yeah, and another thing, one more thing, as I, as I do my best 
do the right thing, to follow the code, to follow the code, to follow the code, to follow the code. Because I do my best to follow the code, to give me strength to do that as well. To keep the code and not turn back. Keep the code. Because I've dangerously been at a forgetted point in the last few days. Like, what's the point? Type of thing. Let me not stray. And 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 go back and um, keep the cold. If there are people, he has shown me. You have shown me. There are people who are watching me. There's more people than I think who are watching me to wait to see what I'm going to do. My strength now is not artificial. It's not counterfeit. It's not superficial. It's not a feigned strength. That is just me having a heart exterior because I've been hurt up on the inside. It's different now. It's real. It's not a joke. It's not a game. You called me to do some tremendous things, and I've trained this. I've been fired for this for a long time. Don't just uphold me now in this hour where it's time to actually go out into battle for real. Because the enemy wants my head, and he wants me to cut off my own head and give it to him. And I ain't going. I'm not going. So it's you and me. And sometimes I feel like that's all I got. That's all I do. It's you and me. I'm done. I'm done. All I got to say. I tried to get it all out. Anybody there? Hello? Yep, there's people still here. 
Um, I'm like, okay, now I know y'all ain't having to sit up there and do all that. <laughs> I'm here. I've just been on mute. I've been listening to y'all. I've been on mute. I'm done. Pretty much, you know what I'm saying? I don't really have anything else to say at this time. Okay. How you feeling, Miss Brown? Butler? Butler Brown? Um, you know what? I I don't know. It's just like, hey, that's what it is. It's just it's just a weird feeling. I don't, you know, some days it's very frustrating because I I don't see the world. So I want to see when I see people like they're out and they're having fun and they're you know, with the kids and they're running around and playing soccer around here. And, you know, it just seemed like like people are so footloose and fancy free. And I felt like I was like that at one point, you know. But even though I was going through things, but now it's frustrating because I don't see the world like that anymore. Like through the innocent eyes of a child, so to speak, I don't see the world like that. I see things different. I see things on another level now, and it's hard to be just, you know, just you know, that kind of fun times all the time. But it's hard to see the world that way now because I feel things now, and I see other stuff. And that's the difference, though. I mean, uh, it, call it what you want. I mean, some people say that's because you're awake. Some people say, oh, you got to a deeper consciousness or whatever, however you want to speak it. But it's like the same one of the same phrases is, you know, um, with knowledge comes, you know, a greater responsibility, a greater, you know, because now your eyes have been open, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, hold on. No, I have, you're good. Thank you. Um, once you're, once you're, once you have become aware, you know you're now. How do you say, Lord? Okay. Um, did you ever see Avatar? Or oh Rachel? wow! I I know that they. I never have seen the the wholeness of any of either one of those. I know the basic the basic storyline of Matrix. Okay. Uh, it's basically the and that's for everybody. And and so I won't because I I'm saying this because I don't want you because you're feeling and that's where your isolation feeling is coming in at because you think that you're the only one. It's hard to go it's hard to because even me and my sister we talk about it all the time. It's just like you can still have that you can you still laugh and you still joke around, but the thing is, mm-hmm. you know if there's there's a limit, and what you're seeing is people are the people that are looking like they're carefree, they're carefree because they don't see that there is consequences to actions, they don't see the underlying. Um, it's just like seeing um, a pretty like New York. There you go. If you you've been in New York, 
and everything is when you see New York on TV or when you go to certain places in New York, everything is clean, everything is. But at the end of the day, there's garbage on the street, there's rats all over the place, you know, the subway system is nasty, everything is nasty underneath. But they put everything out there to be all pretty and pristine. And as believers who are who who start seeing everything that God sees and how he feels about what he sees, you know, we see the underlay of everything. We don't just see the whitewash that that people are are accustomed to. We're also seeing the underlying current and we're also seeing the the thing that everything is that's being that's being hidden because people don't want to see it. Mm. I don't know if you've ever been on the call with me and Erica have even cracked about it. I, if I could go back to not knowing, I would mm. be like the people that you say you see. Like, oh, everything is carefree. I'm going to go out here and throw a frisbee, you know, with the dogs. I just, you know, it's like, but you, you, you can't go back. Once you get the, once you get the revelation that there is more, Everything else is insignificant. It's just like, okay, you know, all right, that's nice, but, you know, and don't, and it's like you're not alone in that feeling. It's just like, okay, there's more to this. You know, there's more than just, you know, going out to dinner. There's more than just, you know, taking trips around the world. It's more to it. So why doesn't anybody else see it? And that's because either they don't, they're because of ignorance, or they know it's there, but they're going to ignore it. So, you know, you're not walking alone in that. You're not walking alone in that. But you can't go back. But accept, and, and don't get, you know, and don't, and, and the thing is, it's a good thing. Because when you get to this point, you appreciate what you have more. Mm-hmm. You appreciate what is given to you more because you see all the all the all the the whole process and Sam's favorite new word the whole process of what it took for you to get it. You understand the demonic activity that happened. You understand all the things and the blessings that God had to maneuver around for you to get it. So now you appreciate it more. You understand the effort behind it, whereas somebody who doesn't want to know or who's ignorant of it, they just say, "This is what I've done." Mm-hmm. So it's 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 that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I sometimes I do. Just kind of wish I could go right on back, <laughs> right on back. Because there, there is, it is different. It is different. But I have, um, wow. All I can say is, woo, woo-wee. To go back, it would be messed, though, Lisa. No, I mean, to go back to, um, I guess, just the part where, you know, where, um, you know, I was just kicking it. You know, everything was happy. And, I mean, you know, I was going through things. Oh, you know what? I just figured it out. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
I just figured out what I'm trying to say. Back to when I, not necessarily like back, like being perfect, but back to when I didn't know why I was going through what I was going through. You know, there's a difference when you go through things and you don't know why. You just think you're having bad luck. Or you think that Pookie did it. Or you know what I'm saying? But there is a difference when it is revealed to you why you went through the things that you went through because it causes you to have to look at it in a different perspective all together. And that's when some of that cheesy grin is taken off your face. It's like, ooh, because things become very serious then. There is a bliss that comes with ignorance, that that is real. But once you do know, and I suppose that's what you're saying about the matrix, it does become different, totally different. Because there is a responsibility that that now lies with that. Now you now you looking and you're like, Oh, okay, it's some something different going on right here. Oh shoot. And I just, I think the thing is, it's, it's just ironic because I feel like I was fighting my whole life up until this point. Like, oh, my goodness. You know, but I was kicking it too. I ain't going to lie. So when, I ain't always feel like it was a fight. But, you know, like there was a certain, like, it was clear that I was, you know, kind of going through some things at times. But everybody does. Everybody does. So it's not a big deal. But, you know, now... Um, I feel like I'm having to fight more, or not more, but still the same, but it's just different now because now I see why and what I'm fighting before. I, I just thought it was just, you know, the bad luck Teddy Pendergrass was thinking about. Now it's like, oh, uh, and you kind of think that, all right, I'm tired now. Can this be over? I'm sick of fighting, just whatever. But no, you just, it's just a different kind of fight. I mean, you know what? No, it's the same fighting. It's not a different fight. And and that's, and, and maybe once you figure, once you get that understanding, it'll get better because it's the same fight. It's the same fight, but with different weapons. That's all. Because now instead of you going through the fight thinking that you're fighting Pookie and Nene, <laughs> you're actually, you know, and therefore you're, you're using, you know, you're using your power and your might. That means, you know, you're using your words and all in your feelings about the situation, you know, instead of, that being the issue, you're you're understanding. Okay, it's not Pookie and Nana. It's actually this demonic thing, or maybe even it's it's something that you have to 
you know, a repercussion from a previous choice because I was telling um, I was telling a kid the other day, I said, people think that, want, you know, that you can stop a wave. You know, you can't stop a wave. Once the wave, you know, if you look at the, the waves of the ocean, they come in and they go out. And so just because you go and stand, you know, in the midst of that wave, it's still going to go out regardless if you stand there or not. And so regardless if, you know, whatever choice that you made five years ago, just because you changed, you know, five, two years later, there's still going to be a wave that comes back, and it, you know, and you're still going to have to wait for whatever the repercussion is. And so instead of you thinking, oh, it's Pookie and Nene, it could be a repercussion from a previous choice. It could be a, an attack from the enemy to delay you. So now that you know, you know that it's not your power or your weapons, physical, your mouth, it's weapons that you know you can use. Okay, I can bring the word of God against this. I don't have to fight this myself. I can go in a prayer. And at the end of the day, if you look at the old you and how you would handle that situation and the you that is aware of of what is actually going on, not only are you fighting better, you're not fighting as long. And then your feeling, because your feelings are not associated with it as much, you can basically go from uh, a constant, you know, skirmishes until, you know, everybody's back and forth bickering to, okay, you know what, I prayed about it, I'm done. God bless you, I'll see you later. And you're done. You know, so that's that's the difference in that perspective because the fight is the same. The fight is the same. I mean, you just because of your your shift in perspective. Mm-hmm. Now it's not you, but the God in you that's fighting it. Hmm. Okay, that makes sense. That that makes total sense. It does. It does. I guess I just never really saw it as, you know, like Sam was saying, a demon like being on me or whatever. I I never even thought about it that way. I never really thought about it, you know, quite exactly like that. I just know, you know, I just know certain things. Um, I just know, I just know certain things, but I really didn't even think about it that way or something. Well... Aren't you all enjoying this? I just want to know. You know what? Let me be quiet. Hmm? I'm like, why is things like that? Why does the demon discussion be happening around me? It makes me feel some kind of weird kind of way. I'm like, am I? I just feel like I'm on the short bus. Mm, Well, Mm -hmm. that's the case. We all on the short bus then. So the demons over here. (laughs) The demons over here. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) But what I do want to say is, Felicia, Lisa, guess what? (laughs) Notice nobody said, what? Notice nobody did that. I got quiet. Mm. So now that we've gone through the... um, 
what's the the word I want to say? I don't know the um, the uh, inside the intro intro intro. You know, getting an understanding of what's going on on the inside. So now we're going to the next level. And that level is, Felicia, you're going to do a little deliverance on Lisa. <laughs> I wish I could see your face right now. <laughs> oh Lord, I wish I could see your face right now. <laughs> you deliver what? Some mail? <laughs> oh no! You know, I don't hear no laughing. <laughs> You know, you better be glad I'm in the I'm 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 walking in this Lord I'm trying to obey because I almost stayed on you and I feel like I got off the phone. I I was I love you Lisa but your friend is clouding today. Yeah. And I got on the phone. See, something told me not to call in today. I was going I was going to sit here. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna sit here and just do my Bible study and mm-hmm. and go about my day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Keep laughing, Sam. Keep laughing. I got you. I got okay. you. <laughs> um, so this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna pray in the spirit first. Okay. And after that, Alicia, you you um, conduct whatever needs to occur. All right, sir. <laughs> and I'm feeling like a science experiment. Right, <laughs> I just want y'all to know that. I'm feeling like weird science over here. Like Weird science? <laughs> like I got electrodes. Stuck on my head, and it's a glass full of people watching oh, from the other side. That's funny. All righty then. Y'all ready? Yes. Boshikara kumbreshiki he, morambosiki harambrande kasa kahaka yerombrande kosta kaha. Moshiki hera ra kombrashi kanda katere kobraka horombrande ke seke he ha yakadora nirgasa deke hakadora mbokrande gosaka haka boti kerara ko randike he yarara ko boti akaha mbaka yes father god rambo poraka yes Holy Spirit, you're going to pour that yakara. Yes, Father God. Yes, Father God. Yes, Father God. Yes, Holy Spirit. Now, now, now. The anointing, the anointing is increasing. The anointing is increasing. The anointing is increasing. Yes, yes, yes. And part that, Father. Impart that, Shannon. Impart that, Father. Rashid is going Impart that, Lord. Rombo did the Yes, yes, yes. Impart that, Shannon. Yes, 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 Father. Now, life. 
life, life, life. Who shit it up? Life. Ooh, there we go. There we go now. Mm. Yarakosa, Rambosa, Sherakanda, Rakoste, Karamboshe, Shirkasa, mm. Karamboshe, Kastanda, 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 Felicia, when I tell you, just begin to raise your hands, okay? Okay. Yes, 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 Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Raise your hands. There you go. Raise your hands. Father God, we thank you as you anoint this woman of God. <laughs> as you anoint her, Holy Spirit. Yeah, it is right there. Flowing down inside of her, Lord Rambosha, giving her the understanding that is needed, giving her the revelation that is needed, touching her right now, oh, Father God, even more, even more, even more, oh, Father God, mm, 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 mm. yeah, 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 even more, Amen. Okay, Felicia. It's on you. Lisa, what I need for you to do is we have spoken before about going into a spot, into an area, into a, um, a place of quiet. You say go into a place of quiet? Yeah. Go into a place of quiet. Okay. I'm I'm in a place. Nobody's home with me right now. Should I go somewhere else? Should yep. I go in the room? Mm-hmm. Okay. You just want to go to the quiet. Um, and listening to you, um, and and everything that you feel and have felt and have gone through and everything. Um, in the moments that you go before the Lord, you have to today go before him and just listen. Just listen. When you feel your thoughts coming, you just stop and, again, just listen. Because what's happening is, and it's so subtle, it's so subtle that if you're not listening to it, if you're not not listening to it, you don't notice it. But when you were talking, your, your conversation went from, it started from 
giving thanks for what you went through and how you, you know, you're on this side of it, you know, stronger and able to accomplish everything to reverting back to talking about how everybody is coming against you and how everything is just coming at you and the and the knives and the and the you know getting going back to what's coming against you and not focusing on what's for you. Because the word of God says if he is against you then what in this world can come, you know, can can basically conquer you. I mean there's nothing in this world that's greater than God. And so in in doing that you you are your 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 speech changed and you are looking at what is coming against you and how you feel about that. And it's in our feelings that we 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 weaken ourselves because then when we when we start looking at everything that's coming against us, the enemy can then bring doubt and confusion and 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 get have us lose focus. And it always started with taking your eyes off of God. So today as you go through your quiet time, like I said, as you go through it, when your thoughts and your feelings start coming up, you need to refocus. And and like, you know, how um not having an Oprah Winfrey moment. Like, oh, you're reading it. Like, if he has you, you're starting to read scripture. And you can't say, well, yeah, I feel like, you know, I feel like Job and everybody, you know, nobody wants to hear what I have to say and this and the other. Okay, no, that's not the point of that. That's when you have to change your mindset and be like, okay, Lord, you created me to be. You, from the beginning, you know, you have to, counteract every thought with something that takes the focus back to God, back to Christ, back to the Holy Spirit. You have three things that you can, three, the three in one that you can bring up to put up as a shield and put up as a block so that the enemy can't use that because he doesn't have to make you feel angry anymore, he, but he can make you continue to look at what people are doing instead of what God can do. And that's the block that God needs you to come out from behind because that's just, it, it's creating a wall. It's not a thick wall, but it still creates a wall because because you're looking at this wall about what everybody is doing against you and how you're feeling about it. And God is looking at the wall like, well, I'm seeing you. It's like a mirror, you know, like that two-way mirror that you see in the police station. Like he can see you when the light is on, and you can see him when the light is on, but then the enemy kind of turns the light out, and, and all you see is yourself and your situation. Even though you knew when the light was on, God was on the other side. And so God wants to break that break that two-way mirror and just have you see him and then see you 
see yourself the way he sees you and not the way you see you. And when he does that and when you do that, because it's a choice, it's a choice that is, you know, and it will take away that feeling of isolation. It will take away that feeling of of, of being, um, what's the word, peculiar. It will take away that feeling of, of uh, you know, like it's still just me doing this fight and there's nobody else around me because that's, that's that final that final breaking point that he has to go through to get to you. And, and you're the one that's kind of like every time he, you know, gets a small opening to, to come through and let you see, because you, you'll see, to let you see you, let you see yourself the way he sees you, the enemy throws up, well, look at what such and such is still doing, and, you know, don't you feel, don't you feel a certain way about it? Don't you see a certain way about it? And then it just closes that, that, what that opening back up. And so, Father, what we, we come for Lisa right now, oh, God, that as she goes into her quiet moments with you today, Father, that you will help her to break that unbreakable door, that unbreakable mirror, that unbreakable glass that's between you and her, Father God. It will have to be with such a violence that she comes to you, Lord, that even the enemy will think, wait, how did she break it? Because it wasn't by her might, but by yours. And, Father, we just thank you because you have given her the tools. You have given her the discerning to know that what has been said is true. You have been given her the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding to know what she is is true. Help her to be able to put it into action for her and for her family and for her seven degrees of separation. Lord, you have delivered her from her past hurts. You have delivered her from her past bonds. And so, Lord, but the enemy always is trying at all times to come back. And so, Lord, what we're praying for now is we're speaking. Let your Holy Ghost fire go through right now and burns off every residue. Go into every corner and get every little dark piece that's hiding in the shadows, oh God. And as you let that, your light and your fire go through, oh Lord, we're speaking that your Holy Spirit will create a balm that permeates throughout each and every corner and each and every crevice. And so when the enemy tries to come back in like a flood, there is no room for him. It's not just swept clean, but it's full of you, Father God. And as you do that, Father, we know that she will feel the presence and she will feel the joy and she will feel the peace that only you can give, oh Lord. And Father, we come that you will give her a strength even when it deals with family, close family, Father God. Give her the strength that she needs to speak into the life and speak life back into her family, Father God, so that when they come against her, Father God, because it's the family 
it's the third, it's the seventh degree of separation. The enemy tries to use at every point, Father God, to find the weaknesses, to find the loopholes, to find the 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 end and the button to push to try to create the walls and the glass doors and the mirrors again. And so, Father, we ask that you will give her the discerning power to know and give her the wisdom to speak and give her the patience to know and hear and counteract and counterattack by your weapons, Father God, so that she can cast down all imaginations and all words that try to rise up against who you are and against your word, Father God. And Father, we ask that every tongue that comes up against her, that her name is erased from their understanding, that she is put into a, a, a sea of forgetfulness from them, oh God. Even when they see her walk down the street, they will not remember who she is, Father God. It's not about witchcraft, it's about righteousness, Father God. Let her now be hidden under your shadow, Father God. And as they seek to try to figure out who it was that they were trying to call habit with, that it would be so that they will not be able to remember, oh, Lord. And we ask, the Lord, that you would just continue to put a hedge of protection around her children, help her to see them, in your eyes, and that the circumstances are different, and that that fear that tries to take hold is the fear that the enemy wants her to hold on to, and let that also be dissolved. And we thank you, Father God, because you are the great provider. You are the condition that will go in and say that she will lose everything that is not of you in her life, that she can walk freely, unencumbered, and detached from the matrix and see things exactly how they need to be seen and give it with such a, an authority and in such a peace that all who come in contact with her will know that you are working in her and through her. By the righteousness of Christ, you come. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sister. All righty then. Are we having fun yet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do my list quickly, and then we'll do the reading.
Yeah, I'm going to do it that way. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Good, Nene. How you doing? Doing okay. How you doing? How you enjoying the weather? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Nice little mix exactly, but it's all good. Hey, we got to deal with it. Okay, hold on, Brandy, to go say, she to go say, she to go say, she to go run to the gun to the gun to the gun to go say, she to go say, what am I trying to do? I'm trying to send this text out. Okay, let me do this. Getting a workout today, huh, Felicia? You know, she going on mute, she ain't saying nothing. <laughs> Like, mm, 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 don't you, mm, mm, don't you touch that mute button? <laughs> You're gonna come by the house. You keep playing with her. She's gonna be right. right at the door. Last time I heard Morgan talking to somebody. Like, oh, hey, it's you. Hi. Right. <laughs> but this time she coming with a bat though. <laughs> mhm. Oh Jesus, that's funny. That's funny. Aww. All fun and games. Karambo, shiriruko, sakarambo, karuruko, seke, yes, yes, yes. Okay, see, now my phone won't act crazy. I'm going to do it that way. Hmm. Johnson and Jackson family. Should she go say she go say that? 
Renan the Peso, Hunter to go say she to go Sadaka. Sharon Allen, Hunter to go say she to go Sadaka. Brandon Allen, Hunter to go Sadaka. Diane Sandy, Hunter she to go Sadaka. William Debbie, Hunter to go Sadaka. Young man, Hunter Samson, she to go Hunter to go say she to go Sadaka. Kevin Holden, Sam, Hunter to go Sadaka. Will Johns, Hunter she to go Sadaka. Shabayan Uncle, she to go Sadaka. Amanda, Hunter to go Sadaka. Lady on Cottage Grove, she to go say she to go say she to go Sadaka. Dwight and Jimmy McCombs, they should go say she to go Sadaka. David Rivera, Hadakosaka, Betty D, Horakada, Wayne, Horashikadal, Latasha, the Gosaka, Ashley Whitty, Horakosada, Tamika, Shitagosada, Letitia, Shitagosada, Alarakota, Reba, Allen, and Gabby, Hoshitagosada, Ashley Nixon, Hoshitagosada, Shikorakada, Kim Gabon, Roshitagada, Jakir Hadakosa, Ria, Shikadaka, Ricardo, Family, Gosaka, Boylan, Stricken, Shitagadaka, Tyree, Shikorobosaka, Patricia on Hoshi to go say she to go say she to go say the car, the Gasa, the Gasa, Corada, Jaka, Teresa Walker, Sugar, and Monique, Brandy to go say she to go say, and everybody else knows. Who rented the garden to go say she 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 to go All righty then. That's the first list. We're going to go Trey Masters and Aero Singh for Racha Dagasaka, Punch Jayla Janaka Nishine, Yanda Negotiation, Dagada, Morgan Farley, Oshida Gosseda Gaga, Chris Sneeson Teeth, Yara Gosseda Gasada, Alyssa Love, Rashida Gosseda Gasada, Rabarashi Negotiation, Gosseda Gasada, uh, Kayla Boyd, Nick Gadaka, Courtney Collin, Brandy, the Gosset, Shidakanda, Nick Brandon, Holland, Samantha, Shidakosa, Shidakanda, Marissa, Demarth, and Maya, under the Gosset, Shidakosa, Faith, Justin, Love, Muhammad, Yarakosa, Sean, Steve, Rakasa, Octavia, McDonald, Hoshidakosa, Shidakanda, Ben's grandchildren, Rakasa, Benny Free, Shidakasa, Tyrese, Rakasa, Samir, Shidakasa, Charles Gray, Shidakasa, Jasmine, French, Shidakasa, Jalen Roy, Shidakasa, Octavia, McDonald, Shidakasa, everybody else in the back of this. That's my second list. My last list. Rose Hospital Community Shirka Sada. Wajin Shirka Sada. Rose John Shirka Sada. Reginald Foster Shirka Sada. Della Coronda Shirka Sada. Della Coronda Donald Lust Shirka Sada. My parents Shirka Sada. City of Atlanta Shirka Sada. President Obama Shirka Sada. Master Michael Shirka Sada. Thomas and the Church Shirka Sada. Donna Johnson and Pam Shirka Sada. Daniel Watson Watson Pam Shirka Sada. Pamela Scott Shirka Sada. Tony Lai Shirka Sada. Steve Sauer Shirka Sada. Haji Jr. Shirka Sada. Chris Shirka Sada. Mark Jr. Shirka Sada. Pastor Mark Shirka Sada. Myself Shirka Sada. 
Marie Master, Tony Hagen, Sugar, Ernest Castle, Desiree Moore, Pound, Sugar, Past Ties, and the Lisa Brown, Sugar, Wiley Harden, Sugar, and Tony Thomas Law, Sugar, and anybody else on the show. They did a all right, and we did all of the list. Good grief, were you being like timed or something? Yeah, I was rolling, girl. Jeez. What? What? Like prayer on steroids. Yeah, there you go. Hey, okay. It worked. Got him done. Okay. Father God, what do you want me to do? Okay, we got the list done. Now, I'm going to speak to a demonic entity that decides to come in here, this household. Father God, Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to place and keep a hit. No, Father, I'm thanking for the hedge of protection that surrounds us. I thank you for your precious Holy Ghost anointed blood that keeps us, Lord. Keep my mother safe. Keep my father safe and protected. Keep my family safe and protected. Keep my seven degrees of separation safe and protected, Father. Holy Spirit, any entity that comes in here that decides to try to break through these barriers, remove them any way you desire for them to be removed, Lord. Whatever way you know... Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Whatever way, <laughs> Whatever way you know they needs to be cleansed, Lord. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Oh Lord, you know you see when the, when the bully gets bullied, <laughs> he don't like that. <laughs> oh my God, you know the bully they stand up and then all of a sudden somebody come and bully them. They don't like that much. <laughs> I told you, Morgan said when you were was that Lisa and I was a Lisa and Felicia or was a Lisa and Pam I was praying for my mother my mother the other day. And things started just just getting crazy and leaving. The <laughs> same thing when I started saying those words. They're like, no, we out of here. <laughs> they just broke camp. We out of here. <laughs> oh, God, this is funny. This is funny. Oh, this is funny. Yeah. Y'all should be thankful that y'all don't you see all this crap because it's just so, yeah. Anyway, so now. Okay, and it's almost 10 o'clock. It's time for the reading. All righty, we're over halfway done. We, oh, wow, wow. Still need to buy another book. Ain't done it yet. We need to do a lot of things. Y'all ready for the reading today, boys and girls? Woo-hoo! Oh, y'all going to love this one. Oh, Lisa, you there? Are you hiding too? 
You don't want to talk. I don't want nobody wants to talk today. Well, again, acting up. That's why. You said what? Because you acted up. That's why. Well, look, I'm gonna just tell you the title after this whole thing that we had today that you all were going off in. I'm gonna tell you the title of what we're about to get into. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> the principle of mind aiding the spirit. One more time. The principle of mind aiding the spirit. All right. I'm going back from you. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Mm. If he is to walk after the spirit, the Christian must understand his every law. Without this fund of knowledge he would not be able to apprehend all the meanings of the different spiritual senses and naturally will be unable to do everything required of him. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) How how long is this one here? The demands of the spirit are all expressed through the motions of the spirit. To disregard spiritual movements is to ignore spiritual demands. It is this which establishes the priority of knowing the laws of the spirit in one's spiritual life. But there is something else of no less importance for anyone wishing to walk after the spirit, the principle of the mind aiding or assisting it. This principle is to be applied constantly. Oof. Constantly? Ugh. Many defeats in spiritual life can be traced to ignorance of it. Mm. Even though the laws of the Spirit are indeed known. And why? Because these laws can only explain to us the meaning of the Spirit's stirring and supply us with ways to satisfy their particular demands. Whenever the Spirit senses anything, we are equipped by the knowledge of these laws to fulfill the requirement called for. If the condition is normal, we walk accordingly. And if abnormal, we can correct it. But if a problem arises here, which is that we do not always enjoy such spiritual stirrings. The spirit simply may not speak. Many have experienced an utter silence for quite a few days. It appears as though it is sleeping. Is this to say that during those days when our spirit is inactive, we should do nothing? Must we quietly sit for a number of days, neither praying, nor reading the Bible, nor performing any work? I don't know who you are. You're going to have to wait. Is this to say that during these days when our spirit is inactive, we should do nothing? Must we quietly sit for a number of days, neither praying, nor reading the Bible, nor performing any work? Our spiritual common sense vigorously replies, no, by no means should we waste the time. But if we do anything during that period, will it not mean that we labor in the power of flesh and not according to the spirit? Now, this is just the moment when we should apply the principle of the mind supporting the spirit. But how? When the spirit is sleeping, our mind must come in to do the work of the spirit. And before long, we should see the latter itself joining in the work. The mind and the spirit are closely knit. They are to help each other. Many times the spirit senses something which the mind is made to understand, and then action is taken. While on other occasions, the spirit is unmoved and needs to be aroused by the activity of the believer's mind. Mm. 
If the spirit isn't active and the mind can induce it to move, and once moved, ooh, faith by works. Wow. If this doesn't apply so much to what I was just saying earlier, why, why you, I say you got to believe the past, God is giving you a direction to go, and, well, I don't know what to do. Well, just keep following following what you were doing the day, following what you were doing the day before. That that That's what's necessary in order for us to overcome. Wow. Many times spirit senses something which is mind, the mind is made to understand, and then action is taken. While on other occasions the spirit is unmoved and needs to be aroused by the activity of the believer's mind. If the spirit isn't active, the mind can induce it to move, and once moved, the believer should follow it. Such inducement of the spirit by the mind is what we term as a principle or law of the mind aiding the spirit. There's a principle in spiritual life which holds that in the beginning we should exercise our spiritual sense to apprehend God-given knowledge, but that afterwards we must keep and use this knowledge by means of the mind. For example, you notice a great need somewhere. According to the knowledge you've received from God, you realize that you pray and petition him for supply. But at the time you see the need, your spirit does not feel at all like praying. What should you do? You should pray with your mind instead of waiting for the spirit to move. Every need is a call to prayer. Although at the start you pray, despite silence in your spirit, as you pray on, you will soon be conscious of something rising within you. It signifies your spirit has joined in and at last in this work of prayer. Occasionally, our inner man is so oppressed by Satan, ooh, Jesus, or so disturbed by the natural life that we can hardly discern it. It is sunk so low that it seems to lost its consciousness. We continue to feel the presence of our soul and body, but the spirit appears to be absent. If we should wait for it to stir before we pray, we should probably never do so, nor should it regain its freedom. What we must do is pray, and what the mind remembers to be the truth we once received and in that prayer, resist the power of darkness. If ever we do not sense the spirit, we should pray with our mind. Such mental activity eventually will incite our spirit to move. Praying with the mind, 1 Corinthians 14 and 15, can activate the spirit. Although at the outset we may appear to be praying with empty words, divested of any meaning, nevertheless, as we pray along with our mind and resist with prayer, our spirit will soon ascend whereupon the spirit and the mind will work together. And as soon as it comes in, prayer becomes more becomes meaningful and quite free. The cooperation between these two elements delineates the normal state of spiritual life. Ooh, righty then. Mm. Yeah, baby. Mm. If he is to walk after the spirit, the Christian must understand his every law. Without this fun and knowledge, he would not be able to apprehend all the meanings of the different spiritual senses and naturally be unable to do everything required of him. The demands of the spirit are all expressed through the motions of the spirit. To disregard spiritual movements is to ignore spiritual demands. It is this which establishes the priority of knowing the laws of the spirit and one's spiritual life. Now, right there I want to say this. Do you know every law of the spirit? No. Will you ever know every law of the Spirit? Yeah, if you did. So now what should you do? We And this whole thing, like at least right now, who is your mentor? The Holy Spirit. Seek Him. Do you know every law that governs you 
with the rules and regulations of the road or the highway? No. But do you get in that car and drive? Yes. So what are you going to do? You're going to take the time to read night. We, when the time comes for the test, you do go over the book and you study the information. But you do that to, to do the test. Nine times out of ten, you might remember it for a minute, but you still don't know everything in that book. You don't know every law in that book, but you still get in your car and drive because you need, you need to go from point A to point B. So now, you don't know every law in the spirit, but you need to go from point A to point B. So what do you do? You ride upon what you already know. You ride upon what you have already been taught. Then as you go, then the Holy Spirit will begin to teach you new things. So don't let your ignorance of the law keep you stuck. That's a trick of the enemy. But there is something else of no less importance for anyone wishing to walk after spirit, the principle of the mind aiding or assisting it. This principle is to be applied constantly. Now, I word constantly like, wow. That means you don't get a break. But, 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 okay, well, you know what? Argue with the author. The author is the word of God. Hey, don't talk to me about this. I didn't design this system. Now, that doesn't mean that at some point in time you won't get a break. Yeah, and the balance, there'll be times when you go low, there are times you be high. That's what you and God have to work out in your own personal walk. But the overall, just like I say, the overall thing is just like, like your TVs nowadays, how they still got that little blue or green light to say power still coming to it. You need to always have power coming to it. Many defeats in spiritual life can be traced to ignorance of it even though the laws of the Spirit are indeed known. And why? Because these laws can only explain to us the meaning of the Spirit's stirring and supply us with ways to satisfy their particular demands. Whenever the Spirit senses anything, we are equipped by the knowledge of these laws to fulfill the requirement called for. If the condition is normal, we walk accordingly. And if abnormal, we can correct it. Okay, I'm going back to Lisa again since she's a science experiment for today. It says, many defeats in spiritual life can be traced to ignorance of, even though the laws of the spirit are indeed known. Okay, well, I asked her earlier, you know, to begin to talk about, to talk to God about, you know, what's going on, have a conversation. And then she began to do that. Well, actually, it was before I asked her to do that. She began to talk about her spiritual weapons. And she found that singing was a weapon, and she found this. And she started talking about she knows that people have different weapons. So I asked her, how did, you, how did you find all this out? I don't know. I just did. Because I, when I was going through something, I noticed I was singing a lot. Or when this happened, I noticed I was doing it. So I've discovered that, the, you know, this is, helps me to overcome things. Again, so that's how you learn these laws. Okay, the book is the word of God, but now when it begins to come to your 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 particular walk, that's when again the Holy Spirit begins to show you these things by you walking them out on. He again he knows what's inside of you. You don't. He has to reveal this to you. So the word of God that you read feeds your spirit, and then in due time it begins to rise up, and you begin to get an understanding of what's inside of you. Because these laws can only explain to us the meaning of the spirit stirring 
the supplies of ways to satisfy their particular demands. Whenever the Spirit senses anything, we are equipped by the knowledge of these laws to fulfill the requirement called for. If the condition is normal, we walk accordingly. And if abnormal, we can correct it. Hold on, I got to turn this call back. I think that might be my dad. Hold on. Okay, yep, I'm going to have to go pick him up, so I'm going to finish this. A problem arises which that we do not always enjoy such spiritual stirrings. Mm. That, you know what, just eat it. <coughs> that that speaks for itself. Again, I'm going back to the science experiment. Now that I'm beginning to get an understanding of what's really going on, I don't really enjoy all of this. It is because see, Morgan, as she's going from a child to adult, she's not enjoying all of this. You know, the, the the seeing what's going on, the responsibilities and the fullness. So as we go from children to adulthood and we have to take the responsibilities as such, we don't always enjoy it. The spirit simply may not speak. Many have experienced an utter silence for quite a few days. It appears as though it is sleeping. Is this to say that during those days when our spirit is inactive, we should do nothing? Must we quietly sit for a number of days, neither praying nor reading the Bible nor performing any work? Our spiritual common sense vigorously replies, no. By any means, should we wait, not waste time? Should we waste time? But if we do anything during that period, will it not mean that we labor in the power of the flesh and not according to the spirit? Now, okay, now that you're getting to a certain point that, okay, I don't need to do things out of my flesh. See, I'm going back to what I talked about where, when Paul said, this is a Paul. God is just, again, God teaches you certain things. You've learned this. It's now part of you. Now, act out on what you know. The thing, again, you teach your children how to wash the behind. Because first you did it for them, then you teach them to do it. So now that they're teenagers, do you go in the bathroom and clean up? No. They know it now. Act on what you know. And that's basically what he said. You have been taught and trained certain things. Act on that. And as you do that, it will activate the other aspect. Now, this is just a moment when we should apply the principle of the mind supporting the spirit. Okay? Supporting the spirit. The spirit is still number one. But right now, because remember, we're a tripart being. Okay, right now my spirit, for whatever reason, is not at the full level. B, so my mind kicks in, and it's going to support my spirit to get, hey, dude, come on. See, that's why, you know, like Moses had people holding his hands up. That's what we're supposed to do, our body. Now, our spirit, soul, our body, recognizing that it's a tripart being, now my mind's going to kick in and say, hey, 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 come on. Let me help you. Let me walk on what I already know, what already has been established in my life. But How? When the spirit is sleeping, our mind must come in to do the work of the spirit. And before long, we should see the latter itself joining in the work. The mind and the spirit are closely knit. They are to help each other. Many times the spirit senses something which his mind is made to understand, and then action is taken, while on other occasions the spirit is unmoved and needs to be aroused by the activity of the believer's mind. 
If the spirit is inactive, the mind can induce it to move, and once moved, the believer should follow it. Such inducement of the spirit by the mind is what we here term as the principle or law of the mind aiding the spirit. There's a principle in spiritual life which holds that in the beginning we should exercise our spiritual sense to apprehend God-given knowledge, but that afterwards we must keep and use this knowledge by means of the mind. God is teaching you the stuff. He's having you walk this path for a certain reason. So don't just throw it away. Okay? For example, you notice a great need somewhere according to the knowledge you have received from God. You realize you should pray and petition him for supply. But at the time you see the need, your spirit does not feel at all like praying. What should you do? You should pray with your mind instead of waiting for the spirit to move. Every need is a call to prayer. Although at the start you, you, you pray despite silence in your spirit, as you pray on, you will soon be conscious of something rising within you. It signifies your spirit is joined in and it lasts the work of prayer. A lot of times as we're praying, even on this line, and even Lisa was talking about how, how Felicia's prayers are transformed, we start off, but as you keep praying, praying, all of a sudden you sense a shift. See, that's when the spirit is like, yeah, you sense a shift, and it begins to take over. And that's, that's basically what he's talking about. So there's no one for us to just sit lackadaisical. No, no, no. You start, again, faith is action. You start, then because of that action you've taken apart, then, then, then the spirit kicks in and it empowers you to go overcome. Occasionally our inner man is so oppressed by Satan or so disturbed by the natural life that we can hardly discern it. Just talked about Lisa having a demon sitting on top of her. It is some solo that it seems to have lost its consciousness. We continue to feel the presence of our soul and body, but the spirit appears to be absent. If we should wait for it to stir before we pray, we probably should never do so, nor shall it regain its freedom. If we sit around and wait for God to move, what's going to happen? He said, look, I've given you, I've taught you enough. You're no longer a little baby. You act on what I've taught you. We must, what we must do is pray with what the mind remembers to be the truth we once received, and in that prayer resist the power of darkness. If ever we do not sense the spirit, we should pray with our mind. Such mental activity eventually will incite our spirit to move. Praying with the mind, 1 Corinthians 14, 15, can activate the spirit. Although at the outset we may appear to be praying with our empty words, divested of any meaning, nevertheless, as we pray along with our mind and resist with prayer, our, our spirit will soon ascend. Whereupon the spirit and the mind will work together, and as soon as it comes in, prayer becomes meaningful and quite free. The cooperation between these two elements delineates a normal state of spiritual life. All right, I'm I gotta go pick up my dad, so I'm changing phones again. Y'all can comment if you want to.
Okay, I guess y'all said y'all talks enough. Y'all ain't talking no more. <laughs> oh, that was a thing. I wasn't going to come off you. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> you be having too many surprises. Mm-mm. I was definitely going to stay on you. I was, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> He's like, I'm good, and I'm just old all this end of day. I done said too much at the end, so yeah. Well, Renee, you got anything? At least some Philly should follow out gracefully. Hey, just wait. Okay, well, I do have something to say. Yeah, as for the time that we've been learning the spiritual, then for uh, what we have in us from the carnal, you always have to stay mindful and stay focused because the carnal can always seep in and have us do something, which is our old selves getting in the way, we will to steal our blessings. And we can't let our feelings get involved in that because then we can take on past hurts. And that'll be bitterness to come in and instead of being a blessing to somebody else, we wind up being an obstacle or either a hardship on someone else. So as long as we stay focused and follow for what's being taught to us, as we had to stay still and talk for what was being talked to us in the carnal, we've got to be able to be that diligent and that focused to put in the time to be retrained. You know, I, I, I was listening to you, what was coming to me is that it's a balancing act. And again, that's why you can't, you got to. Learn this stuff for yourself, for your own personal walk, because it's not so that you begin to discern what's really going on inside of you. What's right. going on? Is this inside of me? Is this coming from the outside? Was leading this? And again, and yeah, like you said, you don't always like it, but you know, recognizing it. I don't know how much of this y'all hear because I know it's a lot of noise, but. But it's a problem because sometimes my spirit is quiet. Sometimes my mind is coming up and down. So like about so it's a whole lot going on inside of me. But there's a whole lot going on inside of me that I'm now becoming aware of that I need to pay attention to. So it, it's you know it's not just as simple as people get an understanding of. People make it, I should say. Yeah, well, this is true. Um, I was thinking back on the book of Job, and out of him going through his trials and trips, they talked about how many people was trying to get him to to to, to disassociate himself away from God, to curse God. But I'm sure when he had all of his material stuff. He also shared with others. Now, 
when it came down to it, these same people that's telling him to curse God, they never talked about if they tried anything in order to help lift him up. And that's where a lot of people now that threshold of, well, if it's not going my way or if it's something that I don't like, I have the right to the first cuss and complain. And the only thing he wants us to do is make sure that we have our eyes focused on him. Here he told us not to depend on man. Mm-hmm. But to have our eyes focused on him. And like I said, that's that that the the book of Job had been staying with me for the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. He went through his trials, tribulations, afflictions, everything else. They never talked about anybody coming through and say, Hey, I got you. And I'm sure he was talked about too, saying like, yeah, if you cuss our God, then hey, he can have this, he can have that. But then too, he knew if he did that, he would be serving the true God. Now, showing his endurance, his love, his compassion, and his belief and his faith to his God. And so that meant that he had to give up his worldly self. Just like with John going out, and everybody thought he was crazy because he was out preaching the gospel, but he was, what, eating bees and wild honey? So as long as we can not let our old selves, carnal selves, get in the way of what we think that we deserve, and like it states, lives are not our own. We don't even own our lives or our spirit. We're just here, and we're being and we're being looked upon as a chess game to see how we um, perform in this chess. Open the door. Okay. Any comments or criticisms? I'm gonna figure out my dad. Um, close the door, Jim. I think it's closed. Okay. I don't know. Somebody behind. Yeah, she told me she was coming up here. Yeah. So I'm, I'm getting ready to head over her house. Yeah, roll down your window. How's that? <laughs> oh, that's not really a spike. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's got a habit there. Okay, <laughs> all right. Oh, it sure is. I didn't even recognize that. <laughs> okay. All righty then.
Alrighty then. Uh, of course, you know, well, Felicia and Lisa, I won't ask if y'all want prayer. <laughs> I mean, if y'all want prayer, you go right ahead. But if anybody else. You won't need prayer in a minute. <laughs> well, see, that ain't until after y'all get here. You know, I look out right now between you, Erica, you, Erica, and Felicia, I don't know who's going to get here first, so. <laughs> Right now, Felicia's the closest one, so I'm, I'm going to put dibs on her. You're about right. Be nice. Okay, so. Renee, you want prayer? Sure, I'm ready. Okay, see, Renee ain't bad. I'm ready. I can do this. I ain't going to scare you. You ain't scared? Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. All right. Okay, let me pray for Renee. Father God. Father God. Father God. Father Holy Spirit, yes. Or Rambada the God continue, or Rambrashi the God continue, or Randi the God continue, or Rambada the God Rambo, Shiroko Jaska, order her steps, Sandra Serokote, direct her path, Roshi the Ganda, strengthen and encourage her life, Romboshi the Ganda, change her direction, Shiroko Rambaka, Father God, Romboshi the God, Holy Spirit, Yara Kusete. Yes, 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 the Rokos, the Karamboke, Parandike, Sherebrandi, the Kose, Havakrandike, Sherebrandi, Father God, the word is rising, increasing, transforming our life. And she is truly being used by you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All righty. I'll take her, Sam. No, hey, Sharon, I thought I heard you laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you can share it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love going to the coffee shop. It seems that's where, where things happen for me. So I love that place. I get to witness to people. I try to go at least two, three times a week now. So it gives me okay. time to break out in the world and just study. I can... I can go from one to two hours up to five or six. So just sit in there and take time out and just spend time with the Lord. You know, that's that that's something I <laughs> I've got the luxury to do. Some of you folks are working and I'm retired, so <laughs> All righty. <laughs> but hey, you know, that's good. You know, I'm I'm I got you know, I got housework to do, but other than that, that's about all I got. Then I get time to read the word and witness and it's great. I love it. I love it. I'm reading on Kenneth Hagan on the Holy Spirit. And uh it's really good. Anyway, I'll let you pray for me, Sam. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. No problem. Thank you. All right. Yes, Father, we praise your name. We glorify you. Yes, Continue to increase. 
Yes, God. Continue to sharpen her yes, senses. God. Yes, Continue to let the word of God go forth, yes. revealing, yes, increasing, rambrunning, empowering, uplifting, encouraging. Holy Spirit, speak to her. Speak to her. Speak to her. Speak to her. As the transformations that are needed. Are occurring in her life. Yes, 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 Father. Illuminate her, her steps. Enlarge her territory. And bless her abundantly. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Lord. You know what I'm learning, Sam, what's really important is corporate prayer. Corporate prayer. Kenneth Hagin uh, talks about that so much, that when two of us are praying together, it's more powerful than you just praying by yourself. Mm-hmm. And when we come together in agreement and want to support and pray, it's more powerful. God, God sees that. You know, we, we pray, you pray for us, but we need to pray with you when you're praying, too. One can put a thousand by two can put thousands. Amen. Amen. Oh. I was so tired today. I didn't even know that the week. Came. I was so tired today. We were listening to something on the radio, and I just totally went right to sleep and didn't hear anything. Louis came in last night, and I didn't even know he was in there with me. I was so tired. And I thought about you this morning, putting out one leg and then the other. I said, oh, Louie. I said, Sam, he has to get up every morning and do this. I thought, wow. Thank you for your dedication, Sam. Appreciate it so much. And uh, I, I, um, I decided not to get on that other prayer line anymore. It seems like too many people are grandizing each other. Well, they're grandizing me, too, when I'm, I just, I can't handle that, you know. Constantly call me prophetess. Sherry and Sister Sherry and Evangelist Sherry, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm just Sherry, just Sherry, you know, and, oh, you're just like me, or, or man, you're just, just the best, and it's like, you know, you got to be very careful and leery of people that are giving you too many compliments, you know, you don't want that, that's just, that's just, all that does is puff up, and I finally had enough of it, that's why I'm back on our prayer line, and I, I I trust I trust in God and I trust in, in the leadership on this line. I I don't you know I don't put my weight on you, Sam, but I do trust that you're hearing from God and and that that to me means something because you guys have you know you guys are all growing with us so and you know what's better than the other prayer line does so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're all born together. So God is not a flesh pain. And it's not, definitely not. And I don't like getting on that other line because every time I get on that other line, it's flesh. And I just, I just, I want to get away from that. You know, I just want to get away from that. Oh, I just be nervous. Mm-hmm. So I just, I got off of it because there was no peace on that line. Okay. And so, <clears throat> yeah, I'll let you, I'll let you huh? Go back to what you're doing. I'm sorry, Sam. I interrupted. 
journey, he removes the blindfolds and reveals to us the dangers and the perils that that have been around us. So the journey hasn't changed. It's just now we're aware because we see the perils where before we didn't see them. Hold on a second. So the question is, are we to trust God any less because we now see what's before us? What has changed? And don't even answer that question out loud. Just keep it in your heart. What has changed? Now, my question to you, Fanny Marie, is, do you want your blindfold on or do you want your blindfold off? Oh. With the blindfold being off, not only am I aware of the dangers or what's before me, I'm able to see it. But when I'm blindfolded, I'm walking truly by faith but not without being able to see or recognize what's around me. So that's a two-edged sword, walking and trusting in him to lead me and not being able to see, and still walking and trusting and believing in him even though I can see. Can I just say, I just want to trust him. I don't think I want to know what's ahead, because if I know what's ahead, the flesh wants to take over and go in the opposite direction. Oh, Wow. Wow. Repeat that and I'm going to be quiet because that was so powerful. 
that I just want to trust him where he's going to lead me because if I'm able to see where he leads me, the flesh is going to want to turn around and go the opposite direction. That is so profound, Fannie Marie. That is profound. It is. I was. thank you for sharing that. Thank you for, you know, voicing that out loud because that was important. That was really important. Wow. Because we say we walk by faith and not by sight. And when we quote that scripture, it's saying wherever he leads me, wherever he guides me, we're trusting him to put us in places where he desires us to be. So is it always a good thing to know where he's leading us? <laughs> because when we know where he's leading us, well, we prolong the situation. Mm. He told you to go to 35th Street, but you're going to stop on 47, 63rd, 95th, because you don't want to go there. Versus if he just tells you go and you follow his direction and his leading and his guidance, you'll get there a little quicker. Mm. And with less of you being involved. Mm. You know what that kind of reminds me of is when um, I know when I was growing up, and I'm sure you guys probably had old school parents that were the same way. You know, when you be you go somewhere, you know, your parents would be like, "All right, get up, you know, take your bath, get your clothes on, and everything, and get in the car." And where we going? Where we going? Where we going? We don't say yet. Where we go? And now my mother backhand you. Don't ask me where we going. You just, your job is to do what I told you to do. Prepare yourself. Get in the car and hush and just roll. Don't be asking me every five seconds where we going. Because she knew that if she told us we were going to Chuck E. Cheese or whether it's Chuck E. Cheese or whether it's the dentist, one one pleasant, one unpleasant. Either way, we could delay it because you delay it one way when you want to go. Then you delay it another way when you don't want to go, mm-hmm. and both and in both instances you can lose focus. Right. Okay, so you want to keep your blindfold on, and you want to just walk by your spiritual into being led in the Holy Spirit and trust in the pathway without knowing what's in front of you. That's what you want? If I take off the blindfold and I know what's in front of me, I will make obstacles that are not there a reality. Because of myself, I will say what I cannot do, but when I'm walking the faith with a blindfold on, I know what I'm doing and accomplishing. It's not of me. It's not of the place, but it's of the Holy Spirit. So we just don't leave the blindfold off. And, I, I mean, and this is, again, it's funny because I'm just listening to it, but this, again, this is a personal walk. When your mentor, knowing who you are, like you was talking about her, her schools earlier, and being real, so this is what she said, and she's fine. And God is really giving her a choice. He's really giving her a choice not to say it's wrong. Now, if there's a time that he wants you to have a blindfold on, 
He'll take it off so that you can see it, and then if you want to put it back on, fine. The main thing is you're walking in your anointing, you're walking in your calling and your upon your destiny, and doing it the way that God wants you to do it. And, and so,
you go. You know that one now, bro. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so now see here we go. If the phone cuts off, we don't just call back in because it's gonna cut off somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. All right, see, we know the Fast and the Furious movie, right? Mm-hmm. And you know they they doing all this racing and they be side by side and you know looking at each other. I got you, I got you. Mm-hmm. One of them, as she answers the phone, you got to get that? I still hear you. Okay. So one of them um, hits that button with that nitro, and all of a sudden that car goes into a whole nother gear. It just, just takes off. Well... You have a button for the nitro, but the thing about it is, guys are going to determine when that button is going to be hit or not. It's in your makeup. It's in your. It's in your infrastructure. And all of a sudden, you just know because of the reaction. Because see, when that car hits that gear, all of a sudden your head goes back and you just take off. So when you find yourself just suddenly beginning to take off. Don't panic. God has decided I need to hit that button for whatever reason at this time in order for you to move at that pace. So don't fight the pace. Once you recognize that button has been hit, then ask God to give you what is needed to equip you for that pace. So don't ask why, what's going on why. Just say, okay, God, evidently you got a purpose for me moving at this pace. So give me what is needed so that I can stay abreast and move at the past. In Jesus' name, I pray, man. Sam, I would want mine to be on, not to be able to see. And the reason I say that is because if God says to move to the right, I want to be able to move to the right with Him. And if He says to say to move to the left, I want to be able to move left with Him. And if my blindfold is off, I can hang on to him tighter. Okay. And hold on to his hand tighter. Because if I'm seeing what's around me, then I know where my strength comes from, and so I will hang, you know, my grip on Jesus would be tighter. Alright. So and that time that I would spend in the Word um, and draw with him, you know, follow him and he opens a door. If I don't see the door opening, how can I walk through it? And I know I wouldn't know what's on the other side, but at least I could see the door mm-hmm. to know to walk through it. And if Jesus is beside me, he'll say, you know, and I'm in communion with him, he'll say, walk through the door. Or he'll say, no, that's not the door you want. And if we're in tune with God and we're in tune with his voice, which I'm I'm believing, you know, more and more I hear his voice more, the more time I spend in the word and communion with him and talk to people about him, the more he uses me. You know, the more I'm being used, the more he uses me to do more. And so I just, I like flowing with him. And I like being able to see, because sometimes it's not always the enemy coming at you. Sometimes it's a glorious vision, you know, and scripture says people perish for lack of vision. I would want to see. 
Jesus says, uh, you know, release the blind and set the captives free. Give sight to the blind. You know, he wants us to be able to see, not to be blinded by what, you know, fear. For us to be in fear of what's going to happen around us is a spirit. And that fear spirit will take over and it, and it impedes our progress. So I wouldn't want to walk in fear. I would want to walk in boldness with Jesus, hand in hand. And if he's carrying me, great. If he's not carrying me, that's okay. I just want to walk with Jesus and talk with Jesus and commune with him and spend time with him, whether it be on the prayer line or whether it be at the coffee shop or whether it be at home. I just want to commune with Jesus. That's my answer. Well, Father God, you heard Sherry, but I want you to put him right into a position. Yes, yes, he's going to strengthen, like you said, that your hand in his hand. He's going to strengthen that connection. He's going to strengthen that so that you would definitely be in tune with him. And so you would be able to flow with him. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.